And once again, a huge shout out to our supporters over at patreon.com forward slash 878 Survivor FM. Our $10 supporters, Dick Donovan, Kenny Baker, Big Dog, and Shane Murphy. Our three $25 supporters, Jake Snow, Red Freedom, and Melbourne. And our two YouTube members, Kenny Baker once again, and Nathan Martin. Thank you so, so much for your support, and we hope you all enjoy the show. Three, two, one. And welcome to episode 76 of the Daisy Podcast. We are joined by that Chad lad with the hoodie on, looking like a badass in the fucking um, ghettos of Ireland. How are you doing there, Marks? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm cold. So that's why I have my hood up. I'm a bit chilly. <laughs> You're cold, mate, and um, it's, the, it's the first month of autumn and I'm already um, rocking the, the, the board shorts and um, out of the tracky jacks. <laughs> I've, I've gotten rid of the road. Yeah. Um, yeah, but no, so it's, it's starting to warm up again here in Australia. I've got to work out um, how to get this Elgato mic to work with noise suppression because I'll be having an aircon running soon in the morning um, mm-hmm. for here on the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Lad, how you doing, buddy? Yep, not doing too bad at all. Finally coming out of self-isolation, being out, being busy, <laughs> doing very, very nice. Nice, mate. Good to yeah. see, good to see. Growing a bit of a beard there, mate. Um, the wild woolly man of uh, self-isolation, running around naked in your yeah. own house. and. No, no not, not, not to that extent, not to that extent. <laughs> but yes. You missed it out, mate. You're missing out. On- Running around your own house naked is awesome, especially when you've got a son. It traumatizes him for the rest of his fucking life. <laughs> actually, actually, do, do, you, do, you, do you want to know something? Do you want to know something? Uh, this is um, potentially going um, a bit too far, but as some of you may know, um, I have some um, uh, African DNA in me. Um, and a joke in this house is um, if anyone has ever seen the movie White Chicks, um, Demon Forge, have you seen the movie White Chicks? Uh, ages ago. <laughs> yep, with Terry Crews. Um, now, what is the name that one of the um, the main guys, the Whalen brothers, calls him at one point in there? Schwarzenegger. Remember that? Oh, my God. <laughs> and the scene is when, the scene is when um, uh, I believe that one of them is laying on the beach sunbaking and he walks up wearing nothing but dick togs. Um, and what happened to the son? Oh, my God, it's fortune girl or something along those lines. I made my son yeah. take a photo of me recreating that in nothing but underwear. Oh, no. So oh, I, no. So I could put it on a card for my missus uh, from your fortune So, yeah. He, he is – I love bringing it up because he is mentally scarred for life now because of that one thing that I made him do. So, yes, <laughs> parents parents are fucking horrible people. We love to traumatise our children. But the man of the hour finally doing a face reveal, Mr. One and Only Demon Forge. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good yourself. Not too bad at all, mate. Not too bad at all. It is good to finally get you on the show, mate. We showcased um, that amazing uh, raid mod. Not a lot of people so, – so I won't say not a lot of people. Some people – weren't fans of it but you know i think it's a fucking awesome mod mate thank you yeah no i I know not everyone will be happy with the idea i think it's very niche you know it's you know that's the whole point of daisy in my opinion though if one person doesn't like something doesn't like there's so much variety out there right yep um you know there's always the joke there's probably more servers than there are players but um 
you know, at least we've got, you know, we have tons of selections of what, you know, you pretty much play any style you want. Um, and, you know, everyone has something for themselves. Yes, exactly, mate, exactly. Um, and regardless, you know, that's one thing I kind of pride us. We all make fun, you know. Uh, Mark's has got his running joke with the console crowd. He's going to say it's not a joke. Um, but I knew you were probably thinking that then. Um, but, Very real uh, situation. <laughs> but um, we can all still appreciate that the way that we play is not the only way to play DayZ. That's part of the beauty of it. It's a game that can be played in a multitude of ways, isn't it, lad? Oh god, yes. I mean, that's that's the that's the good thing about Daisy is that you know it's it's always been about the interaction, and you can have so many kind of different kinds of interactions with depending on the different kind of gameplay you have. It's it's just good. It's just really really cool. Yeah, it is. It is. Sorry, I'm, I'm it also just... keeps it interesting, in my opinion. That's you know, I can go oh, for play sure. survival for a few weeks, get bored of that, and then I'll just jump on some PvP servers and kill some people, and then. You know, get bored of that and switch to something else. And there's just there's always something to try and something new to new mm-hmm. to explore and do differently with everything. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And that, that, again, you know, that's that's the beauty of it. There's so many different things you can do. Um, now, you gave us a little bio, so I'm going to read through that now. I am oh. Demon Forge. I am 30 years old, living in Toronto, Canada, with my wife and dog. What sort of dog you got? Um, it's, uh, it's a mix. It's an American Eskimo mixed with a Jack Russell. So it's a smaller dog? Yeah, it's yep. smaller. He's, yeah, he's a smaller dog, but it's with a Jack Russell in him, he's very much, a Thinks he's a big dog? Or, yeah, kind of. <laughs> yep. Um, you've been playing Daisy since Armour 2 Mod. Uh, you have left and come back to Daisy more times than I can count, as it's always been a game to go-to game for me and my friends, having some of my fondest gaming moments with Daisy. I am relatively newer to the modding side of Daisy, as I have only been modding since May 2020, with my first mod being a reduced car damage mod, all because I wanted something so your car wouldn't break from a small bump or some lag, but not just make every car indestructible. After I made Heroes and Bandits, as I loved humanity systems in Daisy mod, and the current one on the workshop at the time was lacking, and I've been doing random projects that interest me ever since. I now have 12 open source mods that I have on the workshop. I also help support the Shana mods and have a few other mods. My core personal belief in making mods open source so others can not only learn from them, but also contribute and build on top of them with the ultimate goal of expanding the Daisy community as a whole. So much to take in there, um, but... It was ironic. The uh, the day I read your bio, I was running around on um, Experimental and I had a Saka going. And every fucking time I reversed that thing, I would bump into something and it would ruin the spark plug. <laughs> and I was sitting there going, please, for the love of God, Daisy, fix the cars. I've been vocal a bit saying cars aren't that bad and you know what's everyone going on about and I finally went and played um, you know, Vanilla, being Experimental version, and I was literally reversing at the slowest speed and the spark plug ruined twice in a row on me. Luckily, I had spares, being the, the loot whore that I am. I picked up everything, but what a great mod to make, mate. Your first mod was to so the cars wouldn't break from a small bump or some lag. Yeah, the, the basic mentality of the mod, um, again, it was a super simple, like, you know, you know, I think one file pretty much, um, and the idea was if you were driving under a certain speed, it would stop damage. So there were mods that already did that, but I also added an extra part where the damage would be reduced by, you know, 50% or so mm-hmm. as well on top of that. 
right? Mm-hmm. So if you crash going 50, mi- 50 kilometers an hour, it was kind of more like crashing at 30 kilometers an hour. And if you crash at 10 kilometers an hour, your car was pretty much indestructible because you're going so slow. Um, and it was just kind of a way to kind of mitigate some of the, you know, a lot of the servers. I didn't really like the fact that, you know, you could go 100 kilometers an hour, you know, bounce off a tree and bounce off something else, fly into the sky, land back down perfectly fine, and, you know, keep going, right? Um, you know, I wanted something more in the middle ground, right? I wanted, you know, some safety. It is a video game. I don't mm-hmm. expect my car to break every three seconds, you know? Um, and then I also, but I also wanted something that was more realistic and not super OP. So I ended up creating that for my own server at the time, um, trying it out. And I know a couple other servers ended up downloading the mod as well. Um, and, you know, it just grew from there. Now, you said that you are new to the modding scene, and this is one that um, I'll be interested to hear from on you as well, lad, because um, you're still relatively new to modding as well, aren't you, mate? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, reasonably so, compared to other people in the community. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so where, where, where did you start from? How did, how did you get your start? What's your background? Did you have an IT background, or were you like a labourer who just suddenly said, fuck it, I'm going to learn about coding? So I went to school for computer programming for two and a half years, um, dropped out of that to do switch to like the more uh, infrastructure IT aspects of it, just because I had a job at the time and was enjoying that more than programming. Yep. Uh, and I kind of stepped away from programming for a few years, doing just infrastructure, just doing that. Um, and I've, I've done, so, and then ever since I've done like little side projects for like, you know, little side businesses and things like that. Um, you know, brother-in-law's business set up a little website, do some pro- custom coding for some stuff there. Um, so I've already already knew, like I've got a, you know, I've took two and a half years of programming, so I know a lot of it. Uh, but it had been like, I guess like seven, eight years ago, kind of at the point, actually maybe even longer than that now, actually. Um, shit, <laughs> too old. Um, <laughs> But, um, yeah, so I already kind of had a foundation of knowledge, and I was like, you know what, this can't be too hard. And that's kind of why I even tried in the first place. I don't think I would have even tried to dabble in making a mod if I didn't already have the background. And I was just like, mm-hmm. you know, it can't be that hard. Um, and I found some open source mods from Sinova, the Scana mods. So I like kind of just looked at those, see how they worked, and was like, you know what, this isn't too bad. And I just kind of took a stab at it and i uh, was able to get it working and you know and just moved on from there um my first methods of modding were very uh <laughs> um i don't know what the word for it is but it wasn't the best um, i know <laughs> uh, not even rudimentary just uh unique i guess um <laughs> Lots of the ways I approached things and did things were kind of from, like, the languages I had learned and the stuff that I've actually kind of remembered from programming, like, years and years ago. So getting back into the swing of things kind of helped. I, I, I feel like I've grown a lot, and my newer mods and my, are, are a lot better and a lot better coded and a lot better structured than they used to be. Um, but, yeah, it, it's uh, it was an experience all alone because... Daisy was kind of unique in the coding language and as well from anything I was used to. Um, like I had done a lot of the like higher level stuff in school, you know, even assembly and stuff like that. Anyone who knows programming will understand assembly is essentially what code is compiled to generally, and it's it's a very high level language to kind of work with um, or low level language. I always get those two reversed right now, but um, and I kind of went forward from there and. It was just unique to kind of learn Daisy and see how it worked, mm-hmm. um, and you know, um, 
it was good. It was fun. I enjoy it. And I just had some, I had a lot of fun going back to why I even got into computer programming in the first place uh, with school and stuff. So I had a lot of fun kind of just doing it and kind of just my free time programming and making mods. So it's been fun. Awesome, mate. That's awesome. Um, just, uh, I, I don't know about you, Marks, but I'm always in awe of modders. Um, I look at that code shit, mate, and I had enough trouble understanding XML and fucking JSONs, and that was about the limit of my fucking ability. And even then, it was more copy pasta than anything else. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's incredible. I done um, an Internet of Things course, college course. Uh, for about a year and then I dropped out because I just found it too difficult and hard to do and so mm. you know I give credit to you know you mothers that can understand the stuff and make stuff work because I could never just wrap my head around it, it was like looking at a foreign language they're a special breed special breed mothers yeah. yeah computer programming is kind of its own language in my opinion it just it, it you know there was always a joke I think I don't remember which one but one of the dating sites you could actually put like C++ as a language that you spoke and it was <laughs> I always thought it was kind of funny like, yeah you know that's cool that's really really cool so what are you working on at the moment how's the raid um system going it's very good I actually was taking a little break um from Daisy a couple weeks ago just kind of I don't know I just was just getting too much and my work real life work kind of just been super busy these last few weeks so as soon as i get home from work i'm kind of just like do i really want to do more work um so i kind of uh been taking a few breaks uh getting back into the swing of things this week um with daisy's you know 1.14 stuff i kind of did a brief look at it when it first popped out um and i was like you know i have to set some time aside because i need to start testing my mod so this week i kind of got back into the things just more of um, just testing everything to make sure everything works with 1.14. Uh, one of the big problems with my attention span and the fact that I've made like too many mods, in my opinion, at this point, um, is I need to make sure they all still work when the next update drops, right? So uh, mm. this week's been mostly about catching up and trying to make sure everything's going to work, make sure that there's not going to be any major bugs come 1.14. Mm. Um, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, 1.14 drops. If there's any updates I need to make, I'll make them beforehand so that way they're ready to go. Um, or if I need to wait, depending on kind of my mentality at the time, sometimes I try to update and make it compatible, uh, backwards compatibility. Um, other days, I'm just like, you know what, I'm just going to push the update once the update happens. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. Cross my fingers that I'm awake when it happens. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's what I've been working on this last week, kind of just getting that ready, testing out the new Linux server. I'm really excited for that. So that was on the the, the the thing for discussion today here. So I won't go too much into it yet. We'll wait until we get to it. Well, but, I would like uh, to. I would like to know more about this Linux update because, again, I, my, my, I'm, I'm what I call an ITARD. Um, it, it's a miracle that I can manage to turn a computer on and stream. Um, and yet you hear people talk about Linux like it's some sort of fucking cult. And, you know, the, the fact that you can now do DayZ on Linux, what, what does that actually mean? Explain it for the plebs like myself who've got no idea what's what it means. So for the most part, for most people, it's not going to matter. Um, to be honest, especially right now, um, especially with the bugs that we're seeing with it and the complexities that come with Linux, I think, um, and what people are kind of already used to, I think most servers, most communities aren't going to bother making the switch. Um, 
the, the the big benefit to Linux is more around there's two two major benefits. One is cost. So Linux as itself is free, right? It's a free operating system that you can operate. So a lot of server providers charge extra for Windows, right? Sometimes it's baked into the price, and you, it is there though. Like you do have to pay for it, right? So you pay I think OVH if I remember correctly is like twenty five dollars extra a month for Windows. But if you're running Linux, it would be free. So you wouldn't like it wouldn't be extra. Well, it wouldn't be free, but like you wouldn't have to pay extra for that. You would come with the Linux. So you would have a mm -hmm. cost savings. So that's one of the major, major reasons I think most communities would look at Linux in reality. And that's the same reason why most companies and businesses use Linux. It's free. And that's why it's got you know the same reason why most companies a lot of people love and the fact Linux itself is open source as well. Um, again, not really relevant to the conversation in regards to stuff. No one here in the Daisy community is probably contributing to Linux. Um, some of them might be. There's some really smart ones out there, but um, it's it's kind of one of those uh, monstrosities there. So it's um, so that's one of the biggest things. It's free. It's 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 going to be available for cheaper server communities can run it. There are cheaper server providers that will don't really dab in Windows because Windows requires you know commissions and things to be paid back to them a lot of times so Microsoft, right? So for a lot of this stuff, so yeah. Um, Again, so most of the existing kind of embedded communities already are probably not going to make the switch because it's not going to be worth it. Um, there are benefits to Windows in regards to usability and ease of access. So if you're running a dedicated server, you're, you're going to be able to access, you know, it's just going to look like a computer desktop, right? You, you can log in, you can do everything you can do on your computer. Linux is all command line, right? Um, there are desktop interfaces for it, but in the sense of a server, you wouldn't be running that, right? You'd be running the command line because you'd be looking for that. So that leads into the second benefit of Linux which right now it doesn't happen with DayZ because DayZ doesn't seem to be optimized for Linux right now. But um, generally speaking, anything running on Linux is going to have a much higher performance availability. Um, Windows has a lot of overhead, a lot of applications running in the background, lots of services, lots of little mm -hmm. things to make everything tick. Right? It's very overloaded. Like I think minimum specs for like Windows servers these days are like, or not minimum, but like recommended specs are like four core, eight gigs of RAM. Yeah. A Linux machine can run on one core, two fifty six meg of RAM, right? A quarter of a, RAM, a gig of RAM. Um, now, ideally, you probably wouldn't be running those super slim down versions for Daisy, but no. th there is a lot of optimization availability in regards to performance on the core operating system. So, you can essentially run more. Usually, it usually will mean like. Most GSPs will probably switch to Linux because it will make sense. Like if you're a game service provider, you go to Linux, you save yourself money, which increases your profit margins, and you mm -hmm. essentially offer the ability to probably run more servers per box, right? Because yeah. that extra performance that would be leaving to Windows is now going to be usable for yourself. And I think for the most of the community, switching to Linux will only be in the sense of cost savings for some of those smaller communities or some people starting out. Um, but even then, you're going to probably want a small background in Linux or worked with Linux game servers in the past. Um, I know some people have with Minecraft and Arc mm -hmm. and some of those other uh, server things. Rust, I think, even. I'm not sure if Rust actually runs on Linux or not. But I know Arc and I know Minecraft do, for sure. Yeah. Um, so that that's the kind of the big thing. 
Uh, Linux also has some a lot of remote management solutions that are free and open. They have a lot more customability for firewalls and for other aspects. So there, there's a little bit more tweaking and customization that you can kind of do with Linux. And there's more remote management tools like web interfaces to like fully manage the server from a web browser. Um, so those are the big benefits. And I think like it, is, it is kind of a cult following. I think that was a good way to put it. Like, a lot of the people who were very excited for Linux are the people who know Linux and probably either really have worked with a lot of game servers in the past and have a lot of their tricks mm -hmm. that they've remembered, or they're in the probably the IT industry, uh, whether they're server administrators or programmers who are very used to Linux and have lots of their own custom tooling, or they just know it so well that they know how to optimize exactly what they're looking for, right? Like if Daisy was on Linux, I know I could do a lot of little things that would help manage the server. Um, and I know moving forward for the most part, um, like Philip for, uh, who does the CF Cloud and Omega Manager, um, I know yeah. he's making Linux work with that. Um, which is going to be a great tool Ooh, for nice. most people. So it'll make it simpler. Yes. And then you'll be able to remote manage your Daisy servers from a web browser kind of thing. Um, there are obviously things that people need to take consideration for that around security and access and different things like that. But um, yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a good thing to see coming from the Daisy community. I think the biggest thing, it's more for those game service providers, in my opinion. Yes. Um, that's who is going to benefit the most from the Linux version being available. Most communities aren't going to sweat the extra $25 or $15 a month or whatever it is to run Windows. No, especially the big owners. They'll probably just look at Linux. And if they don't have anybody who understands how Linux functions, I mean, I don't. I've got no, no fucking clue. I tried to install Google Chrome <laughs> at once and it didn't work. And I'm like, you know what? I'm done with this piece of shit. But, um, but yeah, I mean, from the sounds of it, even though I don't use Linux, it does sound a really good step forward in terms of like, you know, what you've discussed. And it'll be really, really cool to see improvements come along for that. And do you think that with, obviously, you know, you say that you can run more servers on a, like, Linux-based uh, server. What other kind of, like, benefits for a server? Is it, like, uh, like, like better performance overall kind of stuff is what you're theorizing? Or, like, how does it work? Well, so it's less about you get more performance of the machine the the base operating system essentially windows will take like linux over windows will take less resources from you mm -hmm. right um like if you don't optimize your windows server properly you know someone goes on that box and opens up chrome tabs and it has that open sitting there on your server that will actually impact the performance potentially again there, there's a lot of things under the hood that will help prevent that but especially for communities that are running you know let's say five or six servers on a single box um which i've seen they're gonna mm -hmm. see a better performance with essentially running it on linux because they're not going to have all those extra background services running right. taking resources away from daisy uh, there's not really there are some optimization things you can do with linux i'm not really sure how much better they are than the windows optimization stuff that you can do um and i think there are some people who might look at it i think you have to look at it a lot more in depth and you have to do a lot more benchmarking and testing to truly see because there's a lot of core differences between the operating system and the kernels and such yes. that will essentially affect how they could run. Like right now, running Daisy on Linux, you actually get lower FPS than you do on Windows. Um with the same if the same system, like the same hardware and such. Um mm -hmm. and it's just due to the fact that Bohemia needs to optimize Daisy a bit more on Linux, I believe. Um 
But again, once they've done that and it gets on par with the Windows, they're going to have less, you know, you'll see the ability for server owners to be able to take more utilization out of their machines, right? Or right. communities to be able to afford cheaper machines and still get the same performance or at least not the same performance. Because no matter what, if you're going to look at a Windows, for, uh, you know, 5950 versus, you know, like, you know, an i5 or something like that, like a discount machine, you're obviously going to have better performance than 5950, but you'll probably get better performance than you would if you're running uh, if you're running Linux on that i5 versus running Windows on that i5. So you can squeeze a little mm -hmm. bit more performance out of the machine. Um, okay. And you know, and again, I think I said, like I said, most likely this is going to be more about the money, right? This is more about yes. the fact that yeah. you're going to save money on that Windows license. And I think that's where, if anything, it's going to make a, the difference in people. Mm -hmm. I think the average person, if you don't care about that $25 extra a month or whatever it is that your provider charges you for Windows, you're probably not going to care to switch. And honestly, yeah, I would probably yeah. not recommend anyone switching at this point anyways, unless you're really like a Linux guru who loves Linux and wants to be the one of the first people to get the Linux servers up and running just for the sake of Linux. <laughs> um, I think if oh, you're a standard Linux. server owner... <laughs> If you're a standard uh, server runner owner, you're just going to want to stay on Windows for now until, you know, they sort the bugs out, get better benchmarking done, and people know more what mm -hmm. they're doing. Um, you know, and, you know, unless you're really trying to squeeze pennies out of it right now. Yeah, I mean, but, I mean, yeah, that's that's fair enough. I, I, like I said, I was excited to see um, that Linux is getting supported on Daisy now. And, you know, bugs are always going to happen. It's Daisy need I say more, there's always going to be bugs, but once the performance, uh, or rather the bugs, get settled out on the Linux versions, and servers do find out, or get a person who knows Linux that well, you know, as you say, like a Linux guru or whatever, then that'll be probably beneficial for them, from the sounds of what you've been saying. Um, but it is, you know, like you said, it is probably better just to stick with Windows. It's It's familiar for a lot of people that don't really want to migrate to a new operating system that they don't really understand or know so but yeah that's it, overall it's still pretty cool it's still pretty nice yeah no and i'm excited personally i'll probably switch my servers over to linux just to squeeze that extra performance out um i'm mm -hmm. running super cheap you know i got these uh servers from so you start which is like ovh's like discount brand so they don't even run Windows properly. Um, so I've had to do some stuff that I know to get Windows working on those machines. Uh, but right. like seeing those discount brands available to people that they run only Linux or whatever because you know it's cheaper for the company than trying to like add Windows licensing into their platform. Um, you know, that will help potentially lower the cost to entry for a new Daisy server who wants to run a more dedicated server that's not just renting from a GSP and such. Yes. It's good. Honestly, the, the, that sort of uh, stuff you guys were talking about, I barely understood a word that was coming out of your mouth, uh, but I hope that has helped. Marks, did you understand much of it? Um, not really. Not a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> Bottom line, Linux is cheaper. <laughs> and you're not going to want to bother with it unless you're trying to save a lot, save some money. Um, and, you know, you know what you're doing, essentially. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so what else have you got going on, buddy? Um, those are the big things right now. I I just started re-looking at Raid Alarm actually today before the podcast, trying to do some more stuff, just get it a little more polished off. Um, 
the Red Alarm mod is kind of um, just something I've been tinkering with. The, the idea, um, and it's something, so the one mod that I've been really working on is called my Universal API mod, and Raid Alarm, MapLink, and I also have another mod, Hived Banking, which allows you to access the same bank account across multiple servers. Um, all kind of rely on this Universal API mod. Um, it's something I've been heavily kind of polishing and finishing. I just kind of released that full um, probably a month ago now, um, just kind of before I took my little break. Um, and, and it was kind of my my main project for the community, in my opinion. It was the main focus is to give access to modders. It's not really for server owners. Uh, server owners have some stuff they have to do to make it work, but the main goal for the mod was a kind of a platform or a backend for modders to gain access to um, things outside of Daisy or things you can't do in Daisy, right? Yeah. Um, so it essentially uses um, some parts within the modding um, called the REST APIs to interact with a third-party application that you have to install. Um, it actually does install on Linux or Windows. I already kind of was preemptive with that one. Um, and there's a couple little things in there, um, which I haven't yet to kind of showcase or utilize that I think are really cool. Um, so one of the big things I added in there was some AI, um, and not in the sense of AI like video game AI, like shooters, but more like AI platforms like um, translation, text um, scanning, things like that. So like things that are more considered, you know, like some true machine learning AI. Um, so okay. I want to, go through and create some more mods for that eventually. Uh, one of the key ones is I want to make, uh, potentially just make this as an add-on or expand Scanna's global chat mod. Um, but look at the ability to potentially in-game live translations for, for, for players. So you could be on a server and type in your native language and then the AI will translate that to English um, or to whatever language obviously the server owner specifies. Um, and then potentially if I... <laughs> This is the part that's kind of worked out because it's been a bit tricky to kind of get that information unless I add a setting maybe for it, um, right. which would kind of suck for players because they would already have their language setting set. But ideally, you would set your language and it would translate that back for you as well. So, you know, they're essentially allow you to talk in your native language and see chat in your native language instead of seeing it across, you know, all these different uh, like languages. So people can truly talk natively and kind of have everything kind of translated back for them so they don't have to think about it right um that's, that's i think it'd be kind of cool, cool for servers in europe and such who ha have a, a multilingual player base right and i know a lot of server communities will say english only in global chat or something like that right mm -hmm. or whatever language only in global chat and i think it'd be really cool the idea that you could essentially have that translated automatically now it's using rudimentary free open source translation engines so they're not the best um, i was adding in availability for surfers who would want to invest in some of that to be able to add in like proper translation apis and stuff like that so you can configure your mm -hmm. server your api service to do that instead of using like kind of the public free one which isn't really the greatest but um yes. and then they've also added some other things like um which really want to play around with some more. Mm -hmm. um, could be very interesting. Um, I've got a lot of false positives with it, but essentially it's a toxicity checker. So it takes the, the text that the person types in and checks to see how toxic it is, right? Toxicity. So, you know, how, you know, vile, vulgar is it? How bad is it? And then it could potentially do something in the code. So, you know, you know, filter that text out or maybe even allow players to select their own setting and say, I don't want to see vulgar chat. 
right? And then that would just remove all the vulgar chat from there. Um, that's that's something I also want to include in the chat, and that was through the things I was kind of really diving into more recently, trying to get those things kind of ready on the back end. And I've actually right. published that all out. So if someone wants to beat me to it, any moderators in the chat who want to beat me to it, feel free to contact me. You can work on it because I don't have as much time as I would like sometimes. Um, <laughs> And then the other side of it, too, is I've integrated to what's called the Microsoft Q&A Maker platform, which is a little bit more heavy work for server owners to set up, but it would allow you to have essentially... So say it again, a Microsoft what, sorry? It's Microsoft's Q&A Maker. So yep. the whole point of it is it's AI-trained um, Q&A questions that's essentially allowing you to ask this question in chat and have the AI respond. Right, so you can go in chat and be like, "Okay, what's the server's Discord?" And instead of waiting for some player to respond, the AI reads that, figures out that it was a question for it, and then essentially responds for you, right, and sends you a message saying, "Oh, the the Discord's this," right, um, or you know, sends a you know, you could say, you know, how do you do this in game? Like, how do I, you know, how do I claim a car? You know, how do I protect my mm -hmm. car from being stolen? And, oh, you need to get a key. The keys are gone this way. Right? Or how do I raid bases on this server? And they can essentially customize those answers themselves. Right? So what, so you they type it have... in chat in the game? Yeah. So I had a demo a long time ago. So I did this ages ago. Um, and I kind of just kind of did it. It's actually part of my mod already. Um, but it, I haven't really published it because I haven't put the instructions on how to actually set it up. Um, see if I can find the demo I did for it. Um, That's pretty, so in game. Videos. In global yes. chat, you type it in global chat, and the answer will come up in game. Yeah. Uh, here. Uh, where are you, buddy? Uh, I don't know where to share this properly, but. Uh, I know some servers that, um, if you just share your screen, I know some servers won't be interested in it because it'll break immersion and that. But for your more just, you know, PvP uh, base rating yeah, style yeah. servers, so that's, that's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, here, I can share my screen. Um, is that something that you're planning for the hideout to use? Because I know that. <laughs> we actually did set it up for the hideout for a while ago. Um, and uh, we just didn't fully finish setting it up. We set it up. It was working for a little while. Uh, but uh -huh. then um, we ended up not finishing it off. Like, they essentially, the um, Bill's the owner, he ended up letting the, the backend service expire for it. So it kind of didn't go. So this is the demo here. Here, I'll... So maybe if I full screen this, make sure it's in. Yeah. So pretty much you just type in chat, something like, you know, whatever you want to say, and it will respond. And it uses AI. So it's not like keywords. You see here, they even miss, I even misspelled Discord up here, didn't spell it fully out. Um, and you can kind of ask questions, and it kind of uses... Um, <laughs> essentially AI to give you your answers, right? Um, wow. And I did this, I don't know, months and months ago, and I kind of was like, you know, I thought it was kind of cool. Um, and I released it, and it's not something that's actually part of my universal API mod natively right now. I kind of want to separate it out, though. I just feel like it should be partly its own mod, also provide people with more things, right? Yeah. So you can just ask questions and essentially answers for you, right? Um, and I had a couple different ways to kind of do it. So by default right now, as long as the person puts a question mark at the end of their question, it will answer it. Um, and because it uses a, um, 
an API essentially in the background. Um, it supports multi languages, so each no, it's not English only. If anyone wants to do this on the server, um, it uses essentially QA Maker.ai. You need to set it up, and it's actually relatively easy on this end of things. Um, okay. But it's pretty much you go in and you essentially literally give it the questions and the answers and then train it. So you pretty much just ask random questions that might be similar to what you're looking for, um, and it responds, right? So I think yeah, it supports over 50 languages. Uh, it can do active learning through questions. So more people who ask questions, you can track those questions and then say, oh, this question wasn't answered properly, so here's the real question. Um, and I added a feature to log those questions. So as a server owner, you could log all the questions that didn't get answered and then review them and be like, oh, here's a ton of questions that people asked that didn't make sense. Um, obviously, it's AI, so it's not 100% accurate. It's like talking to those bots on websites, right? So yeah. you have to think about that. It's better so than sometimes you might ask them. It's better, yeah, it's so better than nothing. Might... That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and that's what this is meant for. This is literally was meant and built for companies that want to have those you know, bots on your website to ask questions for. And I thought, you know, um, I was actually looking at it for work, and we were looking to integrate that into some of our stuff professionally, right, um, through some of the developers that work for me. Um, and I was like, you know, that'd be kind of fun for Daisy because okay, you know, most okay, people, okay, gotta stop you there. Gotta stop you there. Spud has just said something in chat um, that is fucking awesome. Um, it would be cool if it was made RP-ish. Say, for instance, you had a radio and it was a person on the radio. Yeah, so it'd be kind of you couldn't really do it on the radio. It would have to be in text chat. Um, I don't have the ability to. Daisy doesn't have the ability to resurface voice. Um, you can't take audio. Yeah, no, 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 not audio. But basically, basically like what Survivor Missions is, where it's a text um, chat pop up that um, you know, you 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 just add a person's name to it. You make a mythical person who's like the wise old sage man of the server. Actually, I already have it configured, so you could change the name from bot to actual like some player like a, a person's name if you want um i can't remember what i named it. i think i named mine like steve on my own server when i was playing around with it so steve would respond to you right yeah. um i didn't it wouldn't be too hard to add the ability to for, force the player to have to have a radio to use it um or even even force the user to be on a certain channel um it would actually probably be very useful for people who don't want to send messages there that they don't mean to send um, so you could ask a question into the radio, you know, put the radio on a certain channel, type it in. Um, it wouldn't be hard at all. Like I said, I want to split this out into its own mod. Right now it's part of my universal API mod. Um, and it's kind of a hidden feature of it because my main focus yep. of the universal API mod wasn't this feature. It was for a lot yep. of the other things that are built into it. Um, you know, actually, I'm just going to stop screaming for a second here. Um, so... You know, if I switch it out to my own mod, a separate mod, for sure, I think that would be something very likely for me to add into it. Maybe I'll work. Maybe I'll see if I can work on that in the next couple of weeks or months. Even um, I'll say weeks because I don't want to say months. That sounds so long away. Weeks, um, weeks not months. Weeks not months. <laughs> um, you know, essentially split it out to its own mod. Because right now, if you really wanted to use this and you don't care about like that type of feature or anything like that, you can go install my Universal API mod, and then you go to that Q&A maker.da website, create an account, and then uh, feel free to contact me. I'll, I'll Maybe I'll get some instructions up after the podcast just so people have it. But, um, you know, it's actually something I, let's see, I released that demo video back in September <laughs> of 2020. Um, so I've had this feature out in my mod for over a year now, or a year, I guess a year now. It's September again. Um, but I didn't really make instructions on how to use it. So it's kind of in the main point. And I, my big concern was 
um, there are limitations for the free version of Q&A Maker. So Q&A Maker is a paid service, but they have a free tier. And I th- I'd have to look up the exact pricing for it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's on the website here. So the free gives you a maximum of 50,000 questions per month or and 100 questions per minute. Um, so you have essentially a limitation on how many people can ask questions at a certain time. So larger communities right. could see issues if they have, especially if they have a free for all and just all chats, you know, it starts trying to analyze every question that everyone asks. Um, I can see how that could, you know, you could reach your limit pretty quickly in chats that go pretty quick. Uh, especially because some people are just asking, Not you know, where's fighting at? And that's not really a question the AI should respond to, right? Um, and that's and that's the thing. So um, so after that, I think it's um, I think it's only like ten dollars a month. So it's not even really expensive, anyways. That's... If you did want to pay for it, um, mm, that's not cool, really. I think there's some other that's... minor costs that are in the pennies per hour or pen, like pennies per mm-hmm. like thing. Um, because there's it's, it's it runs on Microsoft's Azure platform on the background, so there's a bunch of things. But I'm just seeing here where it says ten dollars per uh, for unlimited managed documents with a limit of a hundred transactions per minute, which is a hundred questions per minute. So, um, you know, I think even the biggest communities would have a problem trying to reach a hundred questions per minute, right? Yes. Um, um, you know, because again, this would also be used centralized. So if you did have multiple servers, it would all go back to the same API if you set it up that way. So there, there's that side of it. So, um. If you had like seven servers running with all full pop, I could see getting to a hundred questions a minute, but I think you'd be stretching it, right? And if you did add mm-hmm. a filter, so you had to be on a radio on a certain channel, that could help reduce your potential footprint for the number of questions you're receiving. Um, and that was one thing I did again, like I said, I did this a year ago. I set this up, I put a demo out, um, I set it up on my own server. I think I set it up for the hideout. Um, and I teach this with other communities. I think somebody else set it up. I don't remember who it was, uh, but I said the hideout, they set up the paid version because they wanted just in case at the time. Um, this was the time when the hideout was running, I think like 14 servers, all pretty much full yes. pop, right? They had like four of the top four of their servers were in the top 10 on battle metrics and stuff like that. So they were super big. So he, uh, you know, they wanted to pay for it. And then, then um, there's a, when you first set up Azure, actually, you get free credits. So he just used the free credits at first, and he never put his credit card in, and essentially it expired. So the system, it got deactivated, and they never reset it back up. Um, and, you know, it, it's the biggest thing, obviously, for this is just making you sure you have all your questions and answers. That, that, that's the biggest thing, is you got to go through and think of all the questions and answers. And I think over time, you can get a more robust system, because as you get more questions in, more questions that people are asking that aren't getting answered, you kind of just fill those ones in and keep filling them in. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, but that's an old project. Um, and the other side of Universal API, the one that I'm more excited for these days and something that I'm testing with Rate Alarm is Discord integration. Um, so one of the things yes. I'm trying to provide to modders is the ability to do things on Discord. Um, mm-hmm. So the, the feature list for Discord right now, um, I might just have to look it up so I don't uh, put something out there that I don't, Let's see, where's yeah. the Discord reference? Um, so I've got functions to like get the user's roles. So what user, what roles the user has in Discord based on their Steam ID um, or Steam, like, so in-game GUIDs, you can add and remove roles. And that was added originally. I created this for Heroes and Bandits because one of the biggest feature requests people wanted in for it was Discord, right? They wanna, you know, yeah. if you become a hero in game, give them a hero role, right? If they become a bandit, give them the bandit role. 
etc. Right? Makes sense. And remove yeah. those roles. So I wanted those features available for Heroes and Bandits. So I'm currently rewriting Heroes and Bandits, um, and I want to include this type of functionality. That, that's so such I added a good functionality for helping build a community. Um, now I know sometimes Discord can go quite toxic, uh, especially around faction and raiding based servers, but. A well-run Discord helps build a really strong community. And little functions like that, if it's automated, because you know, we all know how much time um, every one of us here has been involved in service, we all know how much time you, they, be, they become a time, and, and not just a money, but a, a time uh, sink. You can pour so much time into it. And if you can automate a lot of those features, that's, like Luke said in chat, that is so cool. That is so cool what you're doing, mate. Yeah, and the couple features that got asked for, because I guess back in the day, someone was talking about a feature. Um, I'm not really sure how well this would work um, with Discord because of the way everything works, but like proximities with TeamSpeaks and stuff like that. So I have the ability to like, you can move users around in Discord based on the voice channels um, through game. Like this is all through, this is all for modders. So don't think as a server owner, you just be able to plug this in and this do, set, do stuff for this. You need, you probably will need to look at getting a modder to help kind of get some of this in place. Um, I've also added features like, you know, setting people's nicknames. So maybe you're a community that does RP and you want everyone's Discord mm -hmm. name to match their in-game name. Uh, there could be ways to do that through it. Um, even create channels, delete channels, um, look at messages in Discord, send messages to Discord through the bot. AI, through the bot. So it's, it's not just um, a lot of people do Discord messages already, but it's mm -hmm. all webhooks. Right, you have to go on. You create a webhook. You put that webhook in this into the into the game, and it sends a message to that channel based on that webhook. This is actually would yeah. allow you to be more dynamic. You could have it create a channel and then send messages to that channel, and then retrieve those messages from the channel. Um, and there's other little things like checking to make sure the person is part of your Discord. So maybe you know for whitelisting, you want to just automate people forcing them to join your Discord. Again, I'm not sure how most communities would like that. I think a lot of communities <laughs> would want to make it optional because um, they don't yes. want to deter players from their communities. But there could be some RP servers that may want you to join their Discord, agree to their role, rules, and all that stuff before they can continue on playing on the server. So that's yeah. something I took into consideration for this, and that is something that you could do. Again, this is something a modder would have to do. A modder would have to go in and write the code to kind of maintain all this. Um, um, a while back, I even helped the Trump's wall servers kind of try to automate their whitelisting process um, with um, when they were getting attacked with Fonzie um, and that whole yes. situation. Um, so I, I created a little mod for them, and they utilized Manifest API and essentially automated the whitelisting process, right? So, you know, they were trying to whitelist everyone to get on the server, so they were all whitelisted. So essentially the mod kicked in and was able to kind of automate that whitelisting process for them. And essentially ensure that everyone who's joining the servers were whitelisted through, you know, and essentially providing instructions right into the Discord and connecting their Discord straight to their Steam IDs pre preemptively and all that stuff, um, you know, as a way to kind of help automate the process and help hopefully lower the bear uh, the the kind of the the, the barrier to entry, right? Because one of the problems with whitelisted servers is people just don't join them. Right, yeah. if it's a whitelisted yes. server, even if it's as simple as just joining a Discord and creating a ticket to get whitelisted, you know, people just don't want to do that, right? They don't want to go through that hassle, right? Um, and what, this what, what, was I, I, I saw something recently about if it's anything more than like one or two steps involved in a registration process, uh, a massive percentage of people just say, "Fuck it, it's too hard." 
So, yeah, you're, you're on the money with that. Yeah, and my process is actually two steps. Um, it opens a link, you click connect, and then you click authorize because Discord needs you to authorize the yeah. connection. Mm -hmm. um, and that's it, right? You just click connect and authorize. And um, for the player's point of view, I make everything super secure. So server owners can abuse the system. That's one of my key aspects there. I, I make sure everything is done to the same standard BI tries to follow with regards to what's being saved about players, GUIDs, not Steam yes. IDs you know, things like that. Um, and when you're linking your Discord, all I really take, um, I take your username in Discord, whatever your username is, and I take your your Discord ID, that like, I don't know, 12-digit, whatever, ID number. So that way it can all link together. And then your GUID in-game gets used. And if you're sending stuff as a modder, you can use the Steam IDs or the GUIDs, but everything gets translated to a GUID. So it's all, you know, properly secured and encrypted. So it, that took, way it took me a sec to work out what you were saying then, GUID. Oh, G-U-I-D. Oh, yeah, GUID, okay. sorry. Yeah, G-U-I-D. G-U-I-D, yeah. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's, the that's the problem the with these fucking modders, Marks. They talk in languages that us plebs <laughs> are fucking... What well, a good! What the fuck? Yeah. Good? Oh, a good, a good! Oh, yeah. a dime, a dime. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> GUID. Um, game unique. Uh, I don't know. Essentially, unique, unique ID. ID right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's technically your Steam ID. It's just kind of encrypted, I guess you could say. Um. Or ha attached is the actual word, but essentially it's an encrypted version of your a one-way encrypted version of your Steam ID. So essentially, if you have someone's Steam ID, you could determine their GUID or their GUID. But if you have your GUID, you can't figure out their Steam ID um, unless you kept track of it, um, which is yeah. what some services like CF and stuff do do. Um, but for the most part, the idea is that you know you can't figure out who the player is based on their GUID. Um, by default, right? So you, you need to know the Steam ID, and that's why I track only the GUIDs. Obviously, modders can get around that and do different things to make sure they do save the Steam IDs if that's important to them. Um, I try to avoid that personally now, especially after learning that Bohemia doesn't allow Steam IDs to be synced to the clients through the game itself. Um, I know Steam does through <laughs> the Steam interface, and I know that's something people have talked about here before, how you can just open up in-game and see who's playing on the server with you. Yes. Um, but in the game itself, they do not link your Steam IDs to the client, um, other than your own Steam ID. They they only they only give the player other players the GUIDs, um, and I think from what I understand, it was for privacy reasons. Um, so I wanted to respect yeah. that. So mine also respects that yeah. um, by default. If a, if a modder goes about and does something to circumvent that, that's their decision, and that's the server owner's decision to you know pretend that doesn't happen right like you know <laughs> most mods use steam ids over GUIDs. there's very few mods that do the GUIDs. yeah um, what do you think of that um discord integration into the servers marks yeah being able to type something and well sorry not the uh discord the um uh ai being able to type a question and get an answer in game I, I... yeah it'd be uh a good one. I'll save like you know admins and modders a lot of time of just answering the same question over and over mm. again. Um, yeah, it's it's a cool idea. Definitely a cool idea. Yeah. See, my idea was more to try to take away from the immersion breaking. Right again, the one of the reasons you can set the name. Right, the idea was supposed to kind of you Keep know you allow server admins and moderators and even other players you know who don't want to deal with asking the same question over and over again like but you know, but the other big plus, you, just, you just said about immersion 
one of the big um, pluses is instead of having to, oh, hang on, let me alt-tab out, go to the Discord, go to the uh, help channel, type in the question or look for the relevant wiki doc or whatever, um, you could type it in-game and get an answer in-game on the screen. That is just servers that implement that. If, if, the, if they've got a streamer on there and they're typing a question and getting an answer, that is going to be a really, really attractive thing to a lot of people. Like we talked about, the, the simpler a server is, you know, look, look at um, your mate Dumpgrass uh, Metallurgy mod. Um, it is a fantastic mod and his ammo making mod, but they're very fucking complicated. Very complicated. Yeah. If you could add the the formulas, what do I need to uh, make a um, uh, an ammo press? And it comes up, <clears throat> these are the four parts you need for the ammo press. Um, how do I make um, stacked charcoal? You crush it or you do whatever. You know, just simple little things like that. It's, it's, it's going to change a lot of these more hardcore servers by making the, as you said, the barrier to entry to them a lot lower. Not every hardcore mm -hmm. server will want it. Some like people, the difficulty, and I know, you know, Dumpgrass got his lovely um, guide uh, book that he's got as part of the mod now, um, but the simpler it is, the more likely you are to keep players, eh? Yeah, I personally, the, the suggestion of the radio, I think, is an amazing suggestion. I do want to look at that. Like I said, I want to separate it to its own mod to kind of give itself its own more visibility um, and allow yep. me to add more features and things like that. Yep. Um, so the reality is, is I think that would be a great way for those RP servers to allow players to get help on things without trying to break their immersion, right? Like a yes. lot of PvP servers have server panel, right? You press pause, break, and you get a server panel, and you can see all the rules and information. But if you could make that intuitive and in-game, uh, where it's like, you know, if you have any questions about rules, ask it, right? So you can say, you know, where am I allowed to build a base? right into the chat and it will tell you know the guy can respond you know in chat saying you know they're here is the best place to build a base right um and then as the the side of it i was looking at for pvp servers is you can ask a question in chat you know and get a good answer right mm, um yes. one of the things like for instance like servers like the hideout and you know other trump's wall those big servers you know how many people are trolling you when you ask a question, right? <laughs> no you know, one. Who would troll anyone on the internet? What internet are you on, mate? The internet I'm on is full of really nice people who give you nothing but the truth. So knowing <laughs> that your answer was curated essentially by the server owners by specifying what the answer will be. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Great. And again, like I said, this is not like a completely plug and play mod. You can't just put it in and it works. You do need to go in. You need to create an account with Microsoft or the Q&A maker. You need to start adding your questions and your mm -hmm. answers. And there are ways yeah. to import and export questions. Um, so it could be interesting to see. It's something I was going to look at was, you know, getting a bunch of the questions, getting some people to like, you know, volunteer and offer a bunch of questions that are standard daisy questions that aren't related to specifically the servers and be able to like import those for people so that way they can like have a, a starting ground somewhere yeah somewhere to start yeah. with right and then they tweak those answers so there's different questions like you know where am i allowed to build that might be, it's probably gonna be unique to each server right um but like you know what's the price of x you know what's the price of a shotgun on the you know trader it's going to be unique right that's each server yeah. kind of would have their own prices um I know something the hideout did. They went through and they actually put in all the prices of items on the thing, so you could ask in chat and stuff. Again, it kind of sucks. We sh 
probably should relook at it. I'd probably talk to the owner again and be like, you know, let's set this back up so I can have like a nice solid demo oh. of a, a bigger server community having all that stuff. But um, out of curiosity with the more, because, you know, you showcase the video where, you know, you, you ask the question and the bot responded. Is that only on a client side? So only you can see that or does the entire server see that response? So because it's only the client. That's good. So because I was I was thinking, you know, if somebody or a group of people is just going to constantly spam the same question over and over yes. and over again, you'll run yes, that yeah. and also piss off everybody in the server. Mm. So I was very... Like, I was thinking a lot about that, but it's, it's I mean, it's... Yeah, and that's something I might configure as a setting eventually. Um, I do put it onto its own standalone. As of right now, it's personalized. It's sent directly mm -hmm. to you. Um, also, on the modding side, it is 100% client side. So the mod itself, like the, the, the texting, the text, the questions, everything happens on the client. Um, it doesn't touch the server. So the response from the API, that all that stuff happens all from the client side. Um, there's things that's to good. add it in to make it secure so people can't abuse it. And, you know, if you're using a paid version and stuff like that, you don't want to worry about someone abusing and maybe racking mm -hmm. up some extra billing. Um, and there's rate limiting and all that stuff to make sure someone doesn't, you know, spam it too much. Um, yeah. But essentially, yeah, it's, you know, it's all client side. And I even made a way to make the question silent. So if you start it off with a question mark, instead of ending it with a question mark, it won't send the question to chat. Right. So you don't look like an idiot if you're trying to ask a question that you're kind of embarrassed to ask and hope the AI <laughs> will respond. Right. Um, you can ask with the question mark in front and it will essentially silently send the question to the AI and respond. Um, if you ask a question in chat normally with a question mark at the end, it sends the question to chat with the idea being players could also respond to, especially if it was a question that maybe the AI didn't know, right? right? So okay. you get the best of both worlds, a question and answer by players and the answer by the bot. <laughs> um, you know, and I, I, you know, that was something I kind of thought through and put in there. Um, like I said, and that's all, that's all there. This is a mod that you could install today and, you know, work through and get mm -hmm. set up today. Um, it's not something that's like coming out later. Like I said, a standalone with extra settings and features is something I'll have to just work on now that Got a link to people it? seem to be interested in it. Got a link to the mod? Um, it's my, uh, the universal API mod. So it's, um, it's part of my universal API mod. Uh, where is that? I've already got it up here. Whack it in chat. So folks can check it out. Um, is that there is a process to set it up. It requires a app, third-party application, which is all open source. The mod is 100% open source. Anyone who doesn't trust installing some random piece of code from somebody on the internet, hopefully I'm a little more <laughs> trustworthy than most people these days in this community anyways. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so, but if you want to, you can build the program from scratch yourself. It's all there. All the code on the stuff is on the website. It's all written um publicly for people to run so if people don't trust it they can go through the code and review it if you know what you're doing um yeah. but essentially there's a third-party program you install it if you're running server on windows you just install the application if you're running it on linux there are instructions on how to set it up on linux um you know if you're using a third-party provider uh, like a gsp you might have some problems setting up the application um i've sent recommendations to people in the past uh using something like vulture um or digital ocean um they're really cheap 
you get a really cheap like even I think Vulture has like servers for like three dollars fifty cents, which would be sufficient yeah. for the AI API, not Daisy, but for the API is sufficient <laughs> to run that for smaller communities. If you got a bigger community, we ran into issues on the hideout with their stuff. Um, we ended up having to scale up their servers a bit more uh, to like. I think it was like $40 a month that they were spending on the servers to run that when they were running like 14 servers. Um, yeah. If you're running one or two, I know, uh, I think Sunnyvale was using my API for high banking at one point and they were running it on the $3 machine, I believe. <laughs> and they had like five or six servers perfectly fine. Um, uh, oh, so okay. like, if it works, it works. Like, you know. Yeah. Um, there will be differences to like, for instance, the mod a universal API is also used for map link. So once you get this mod set up, map link and hive banking also work kind of seamlessly with it, uh, without really needing to do much else. Um, the big part is setting up the universal API mod. And like I said, raid alarm will also be requiring the universal API mod for the discord integration, right. To be able to receive the message on discord that you're being raided. Um, mm -hmm. that's all done through the universal API mod. Um, you know, so that's another side of that. So you will need that mod for Raid Alarm as of right now um, as well. So if you are interested in that mod, then you'll eventually need to get the setup. I have information on my Discord on how to set it up. There's people there that help out yeah. a lot now. I was actually really happy as at least last two weeks, I've been super busy. And I guess some people in my community have stepped up on my Discord and we're actually helping people out. So I didn't have to do it as much. I was like trying to check back every once in a while. And I'm like, oh, someone already answered them. Sweet. I don't need to <laughs> answer every question <laughs> on my Discord anymore, um, which is nice. Um, for quite a while, I was the only one answering questions on my Discord. So, you know, it almost felt like a full-time job on top of my full-time job. So, you yeah. know, it was kind of it's kind of nice seeing that my community is growing now and that people are actually helping each other out. And it's not just me answering every single question. Um, yes. And yeah, like I said after this uh, podcast, I'll try to get the instructions for how to set up the uh, um, Q and A maker stuff. Um, There's a link to his website, his GitHub, his Steam Community Workshop, and also to his Discord, folks. Um, and I've shared yeah. um, a link to your PayPal as well. It's um, yeah, we say this um, every week on the bloody podcast, mate. But people need to be doing more to support modders like yourself. Um, I know you. Don't really, uh, you're probably like most of them, you don't really care whether people donate or not. Um, but nice. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's basically um, for, you know, for streamers, yes, some of them are making a living from it. But, you know, the more we can do to um, um, help modders like yourself, and money is, a, money is a great motivator. Money is a really great motivator to keep people hanging around and working and improving and supporting these awesome mods that you create um, over time. Um, that's... Yeah, like I said, people, one thing I always said, and it's something I believed in, so it's actually even one of my things on my, uh, if you go to my, my sponsorships page instead of my PayPal, but, um, you know, if you're just even donating like $3 a month to say, here, have a beer on me, right, kind of thing, mm -hmm. or, you know, I say beer, you know, some people say have a coffee or a Red Bull on me kind of thing, uh, but I just, you know, it is what it is, right, you know, you donate 3 bucks here, let me buy you a beer, let me buy you a cough coffee, and those things help. Like as much as people don't understand, getting those like you know one even just three dollar donations, it's it's very motivating for people. Um, it's something I kind of encourage in the community. I, I talk to server owners a lot, and I always say, you know, I, I you know, I personally, you know, donations are great. I, I'm not in a situation where you know I'm relying on that kind of money. I, I'm, just, I'm 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 
grateful enough to have, you know, a decent paying job and, you know, and that type of stuff. So, like, you know, the money is just a nice little thank you. And I do appreciate mm-hmm. it, even just a $3 donation. Um, it, it's a great motivator, too, when you see that come in and you're just like, you know, people actually like this work. People like what I'm doing, you know, you know. And a lot of times I take that money and I use it to pay for things like, well, my, my server that I use, that I run, I, a lot of the donations for modding go to pay for that just to keep, you know, and I use it for testing, right? Um, and I like to yeah. test all my mods on there. Um, and it's not super cheap to keep running, right? Um, as well as, you know, pays for, you know, things like models and things like that for like, Rate alarm, for instance, I had to buy some 3D models for that mod, right? They weren't expensive. They're were like ten, fifteen dollars. So, and a lot of people, I don't like realize that. So, like you know, someone sending me a, you know, a couple of people sending me a ten dollar donation helps pay for a model for a mod that I don't have to now yeah. go and try to, you know, find those yeah. crappier free models. And <laughs> no, you know, it's not that's just that. Biggest... It's also um, um, for those of us who are lucky enough to have a significant other in our lives. Um, as 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 I've mentioned, you know, uh, even the podcast in in some ways is a bit of a money uh, sinkhole for me. You know, Marks and um, Lad have got an idea of how much I put into it each month, um, a lot more than I actually uh, get back. Um, but it's it's a passion project of mine. Um, now, mm-hmm. as I mentioned before, you know, I'm I'm not employed. I, I'm on a military pension, so I quite often have to go cap in hand to the missus, um, and she's very very understanding. Um, um, but, um, yeah, just when I don't have to go cap in hand or I'm able to turn around and say, yeah, Dal, I uh, actually made a bit of money today on the podcast or whatever, um, it, it makes it easier for uh, us to justify our hobbies, doesn't it, um, Demon Forge? Yes, and like I said, how many times have I gotten, so, like, larger donations i always make the joke like you know it helps me uh, stay out of trouble because i'll you know i'll go and i'll you know i'll buy us dinner right i'll you know and I, i'm very blunt with money i'm not not every penny is not going to always just go towards future mods it's to kind of keep you know modding and it's, it's about gratitude to the person doing the work yes. right um everything doesn't have to be about only investing back in the mod and I, i'm very blunt about that on my pages when you're donating to me and this is not a guarantee that this money is 100 percent. so you know being able to buy my wife some dinner one night to keep her off my back for the rest of the week while i'm on the computer all night <laughs> yeah. goes a long way right i got a nice you donation know? earlier when i was streaming and it was 50 dollars, and i was told buy your missus some flowers and i am buying my missus some fucking flowers and some chocolates um because she puts up with me she really you know, she she's even woken up at 4 a.m to make sure i'm awake at 4 a.m um, to do oh, the podcast. Um, God bless her. She's just, she's awesome. Um, so I will be buying her flowers and chocolates um, with that money. So thank you once again for that, Michael. Um, but yeah, I've just shared his PayPal links again. Um, if someone, uh, one of the mods can um, uh, copy that as well and post it a few times throughout the uh, podcast, um, would be greatly yeah. appreciated. Um because, yeah, that's, that's fucking awesome. That API mod, man, like, I, I literally, I would be so daunted setting it up. But for those who are tech-minded, that's going to change. Um, a, it's going to make their life so much easier. Yeah, and I'd like yeah. to I'd like to commend something on the API. It's not as hard as a lot of people think it is to set up. It used to be a little harder. I want yeah, to you say that. that. You went I, to fucking I, school for two and a half years. 
Um, so, so I, I would like to say I, I did my best. So one of the things in my day job, getting thing, making things easier for people um, is always kind of like my biggest thing, right? Making sure um, the industry I work in is health, is how to do healthcare, um, social services. So the staff there didn't go to school for computers. They didn't go to school for this. So I always pride myself on trying to make it this as easy as I can for the non-technical people out there. You know, I remember going through a training one time, training someone how to like do an email, right? And I, I've so I've seen the extremes on both sides. So the universal API mod at the point that it's at now that I and the reason I released it fully now because Wilds is in beta. Um, it now it's pretty much you download a program, you double click it like anything else, it installs, um, and I'd argue that it's easier to set up than Omega Manager itself. Right, you run the program and then you copy and paste a few things into a config for each server and add the mod to the server. So it's pretty much a handful of steps now. If you're using Windows, now Linux is a little harder, and I want to put that out there for people who you know, use the GSP. It's going to be a little more complicated to get set up and get access to. Uh, but the program itself is double click. It installs itself. It's got a little little interface that you can interact with to restart it, to configure the settings to edit the database, set it files and things like that, delete, wipe it and things like that. And then it has a, you know, you just copy and paste a couple of little things. Uh, the trickiest part sometimes is the firewall rules, which I'm hoping to figure out a way to kind of automate that in the near future. Uh, but, you know, just make sure your firewall is open. But I have a tutorial page on how to do that as well. Um, but most people also know how to open up a firewall rule at this point. If you've been running an AZ server before Omega Manager, you probably had to open up the firewall rules already for DayZ and such. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I'd argue that it's no harder to set up than a DayZ server, if not easier to set up than a DayZ server. It's just something that, so it's not super complicated for those people who are like, do I want to go through the effort of setting up? Uh, the more complicated things to set up is something like Q&A Maker. But even that, I'd argue it's it's copy and pasting, right? It's setting up an account, going through the next, 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 giving them your email address, all that stuff, and then copying and pasting a few things into the, the, the interface, right? And that's kind of something I've kind of pride myself on for this is I didn't want to release it fully until I had an easy way to set it up. And that's kind of was one of my starting points. And I made sure that I had an easy way to set it up before I released it fully to the whole community of the large, right? People like uh -huh. you, um, Lad, Inclement Dab, the one, um, Jacob Mango, the expansion team, um, Base Building Plus team, fucking just there's so many modders, so many, Helkiana, fucking just you guys are a blessing to the community. You really, really are. Um, yes, you know, I've gotten to play experimental um, and see the vanilla version of the game, and it's a lot better uh, than I thought it was. Um, but <clears throat> you, you can't deny that without you people working the magic that you do in the background, um, Daisy wouldn't be in anywhere near the state it is in right now. Wouldn't have anywhere near as many people playing. Sure, there'd still be the dedicated core, like there always was in the dark old days when it got down to, mm -hmm. you know, over 3,000 concurrent players. Um, but you guys um, and girls have really transformed this game. Um, and I'm so excited to see what else you all come up with. Yeah, and that was my big thing. I wanted to make something. Universal API, the story behind it um, is I was commissioned by the hideout to make a leaderboards mod for them. And I was looking, mm -hmm. they wanted it to be across all their servers. Um, 
you know, and I was just kind of thinking about how is the best way to handle that. So I need some type of central database. And, you know, I talked to the owner and I was like, you know, I would like to make this backend available to everybody. So anyone can make something like this. And, um, you know, I, I thought it'd be nice for the whole community to have something because there wasn't really any way for hiving or to connect multiple servers together in the community at all, at least not publicly. I know no. some communities had their own private things and their own private APIs and their private backends and things like that to connect servers together, but there was just nothing out there for the general modder to utilize. Um, so I was like, yeah, I'm going to make this, so I'll make the commission. I'll make the, you know, the, the leaderboards portion, the portion that's a little more exclusive, the part that's a little more, you know, the part that he really cared about in the first place, private. And then with the, I used the rest of the time to also invest <clears throat> in making the API mod as a public free open source mod for the whole community. So others could kind of take this. And then I made the high banking mod as an example mod, just so people mm -hmm. could kind of see how it works and play around yeah. with it like if you're a modder you can kind of be like okay well this is just a mess of code what do i actually do with this thing um so i made the the, the high banking mod as a kind of a um an example right yeah. just to show modders how to utilize it so it was never really pushed out i never really touched on my high banking there's only a handful of communities that ever even ran it some of them ran it and then removed it because it was kind of controversial um for some communities uh, high banking. I thought it personally. I was like, "This is awesome." If you're a large community, having ability to and put money in on one server and withdraw on another server, I thought it would be awesome because you know, you know, you essentially just you can go play on any server you want to play on. So it help communities yeah. grow, right? Because one of the biggest issues if a new community wants to open up a new server, the likelihood is that servers might not ever get to the number of players they want to get to. Right. So no, having the ability no, to withdraw some money on this new server, let's say you're getting harassed by some people on the other server, like, you know, not actual bad harassment, like, you know, they're raiding you all the time, you're getting annoyed by them or whatever like that. And you want to move to another server, you know, moving to another server in the same community where you can take, sell all your stuff, cash it in the ATM and then move and move over would be very useful. Um, some communities yeah. saw exploitation with it, though, and that's why they decided, like, you know, players would go play on the dead server just like you know vanilla had you know you go play on yeah. the dead server loot up sell everything and then take the money over to the main server um yeah, and it wasn't necessarily the most ideal um, i found it worked well with some communities that had already good high pop servers so they had like four high pop servers and all four servers contributed so it wasn't really an issue the same way for them it was used yeah. more more in the way that it was kind of originally envisioned, uh, but a handful of communities saw the reverse, or they, I don't know. And I think there is some stuff server owners need to consideration because I know one server owner put like the same API and the same backend for his RP servers as his PVP servers and his PVE server, like you know. And then all of a sudden, you know, people would go be playing on PV uh, the RP servers to make a ton of money because mm. it was lower pop, take that money over to the PVP server and sell their gear, which I personally think would be kind of an interesting way if you're a pvp or like an rp -er and you want to go play pvp for a little while that you have some starting cash and this time that you've yeah. committed into in the pve side can pay off but i can understand also why some players didn't like the idea right i, yeah, I can understand why you know there are peers who just wanted rp and not our pvp every once in a while we're getting annoyed by these pvp players coming on the server um, and the community said they weren't really having issues with the players, like, you know, breaking rules, but a lot of them were skirting the rules, you know, kind of yeah, things to try to keep. Mm -hmm. So, um, I know that was kind of a thing. So, um, hiving yeah. and <clears throat> that type of stuff, there is some controversy around whether or not they should do that. Um, 
And I personally believe, again, I make the mod. It's up to the server owners and the community to decide the best way to operate the mod. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, because you give, you the, you give the options. Yeah, because you give them the options there, in, and like it's like you you make this this like this package, and it comes with a whole bunch of features, and it's up to the end user to do what they want with those tools that you provide them. And like, yeah, sure, like you said, there could be like a potential exploit with like with that particular part of the package, but if the server owner or server owners and their team don't take an account for it and do what you just described, you know, with the PvP, RP, PvE combination, then that's kind of their fault, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, that's, and I think I mean, and each community can each their own, right? Like, each community yeah, can exactly. kind of decide what the best course of action for their community is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with Hive Banking and the Map Link together, it was a great combination in regards to, yes. you know, your banking is across the board of all the servers, and your Map Link is across the board of all servers. And I've seen a higher uptick in Hive Banking now that Map Link is out, well, in beta. Yeah. Um, I do want to get out of beta. There's a few features I want to put in there before I consider it done. Um, uh-huh. So I'm waiting to put it before I release it just to get those features done. And hopefully, you know, with Raid Alarm, I'll get that out of the way. I also have uh, my Heroes and Bandits mod that I want to get finished as well. So hopefully I'll get around to all those those things. Um, yeah, I'm only one person, and I have a full, you know, nine to five job. So finding time to mod and have a life um, do get trickier. Yeah, <laughs> but honestly, man, like everything, like in the past like hour and seventeen minutes so far, you've like completely blown my mind. Never mind Marks and Boydy, but. <laughs> But it's it's actually been like really really cool to get like an insight into how your mind works and like the kind of projects that you've been involved in, you know, din- directly or indirectly, um, and it's really really exciting to see what else you come up with. And it's good that you know you're back from your little break, and and just just don't push yourself too hard. I mean, I shouldn't have to fucking say it, but just don't burn yourself out. Like it's just it's just just make sure you don't fucking burn yourself out. Take your time. Yeah. People can win. <laughs> Yes, no, for sure. Um, and that's why, even for myself, I don't take on projects that I don't find interesting, so I don't burn yes. myself out. You know, I get DMs probably weekly asking me, oh, can you do this private project for me? Can you do this for me? Can you do that for me? And I've kind yeah. of stepped back from commission work um, unless the project is interesting, right? Yeah. If I don't personally find an interesting, a project interesting, no matter how much money they're offering, Mm-hmm. Um, like I've had people offer, you know, hundreds of th- even thousands of dollars to do projects. And I'm just like, like, I don't want to, like, as much as I enjoy this and yes, the money would be nice. You know, I'm not here for the money. I'm not here to make a ton of money doing this. Um, yeah. I'm here to, for fun. I'm here to enjoy this. And, you know, I also always try to get a chance to play. I am probably one of those modders, one of those uh, few modders still that still play the game regularly. Um, I try really hard to still play. Um, and I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, my friends are really good at that. Actually, he was playing XTK. Um, yes, yeah, you, you spoke to me you know, about it. So that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed playing on XTK um, for the weekend. Uh, for well, a couple. Of di- I think it was just two days I was playing on it for. So I went yeah. to the cottage and everything as well that weekend. Um, but my friends have been following it for so long, and they're just making me come on this play, let's play, let's play. And I was like, you know what, <laughs> sweet, let's play. Um, looked up who was running it, and I was like, oh, lads there. So I was like, sweet, Hi. I know somebody. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, so they were begging me to come play it. So I went on and played with them for a few hours. I know mm-hmm. they played a lot more that weekend as well. Um, and they yeah. had a blast with it. And, you know, I like to try those servers out, those unique kind of situationals and the sweet unique servers. And even myself play, we'll play on, you know, we'll play all different kinds of servers. And that's kind of interesting. We'll go play vanilla for a couple of weeks and then we'll go play on mm-hmm. like, you know, Future Six's servers or the hideout or something like that to get some PvP fun in. Right. Um, you know, so it's it's always nice to play, and that's one of the things I like about Daisy is the variety. Like, I if I get bored of one type of gameplay with Daisy, it's so easy to find a server that has something kind of different, yes. right? It actually is, and that that's that's. I mean, we're, we're just seeing um, earlier on with like kind of um, different, you know, things with Daisy. It's like that the variety is always good, and. You know, people's been saying in chat, you know, there's PvP servers, but there's too many of them, not many good ones. It's like, yeah, that's fair, but you can say the same for any other kind of server. It's just whatever you decide is good for you, you play on. And if something yeah. really interests you, well, there you go. <clears throat> for sure. Keep it up, mate. Keep it up. All, all of you modders, all of you modders have to keep it up. Now, we have got a lot more to talk on. Um, yeah. Before I go any further, though, enter the bloody raffle, folks. All of you watching on YouTube and or Facebook, head over to twitch.tv forward slash 878survivorfm. Hit the follow button. You'll get credited with points. You can enter up to 50 times. Um, We're giving away one of these caps that I'm wearing right here. I fucking love them. Um, There's a few of you who need to um, update your um, points. Um, I'm just quickly going back to it. Um, you need to type exclamation mark raffle and then space and then 50. So there's a few of you who haven't used your full amount of points yet. Um, just springing it up. Um, MC, MC, you can enter another 23 times. Hector, you can enter another 36 times. Melbourne, you can enter another 27 times. So jump in. Still got 38 minutes left before the uh, raffle gets drawn. Giving away a um, Daisy podcast dad cap, distressed dad cap. I just like them. I can't stand those flat caps, Marks. I'm not, I don't like those. Uh, they call them starter caps or something. Oh, I think I, I, I think I have like, yeah, I have one or two. Um, I do prefer the kind of carved ones myself more. Um, yeah. Yeah. Definitely uh, nicer. I should probably add one to the store, but I just, uh, I don't like, I don't like them. These young kids in their flat caps. No. You know what we so, need? So, <clears throat> What? We need a Daisy podcast boonie hat. I want <laughs> yes. a boonie hat. Yes. I think they actually Fucking... have it. I think they call it a bucket hat. I think they actually have one. So I'll have a look and see if I can add that to the store. I was thinking after um, the baddie mode episode, I needed to uh, get a um, Daisy podcast bathrobe. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> when, you, when you fuckers were all making fun of me when I got up, lad, you and um, OG and um, baddie. But yeah, so <laughs> enter in. Um, get, get, you, you, still, uh, Hector and MC, you need to enter more times. You have to be in chat to uh, claim the prize. Um, I should yes. have I should have said that, but I'll say that now. You have to be in chat, otherwise we're going to redraw. Okay, we have got topics to move on to. Let me Is bring up the first are? one. <laughs> the first one, conspiracy <laughs> theory time. Fuck Hannah. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> this was Let a great get my post. Hat. This was a great post. 
Uh, Daisy Standalone was released on the 16th of December 2013. Since its release, the game has undergone a lot of big changes and improvements. The game has been updated on a regular basis with each new build, either reintroducing older features that were previously removed or introducing new features like a new stealth system. Uh, build 1.14 is about to release, so what's cool about this update? The new update has one particular feature that brings new hints and even more questions to the lore of Daisy Standalone. In fact, in 1.14, we observed massive changes in the game dynamic and feeling with the introduction of artillery strikes. Oh, this is a monster post. Did you guys get to read through it? Um, a little bit that, here yeah. and there. Um, I refuse to read something that big. I'm <laughs> 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 not reading something that long. I hope. But... Um, I got him to join it's, the uh, Discord because he had some awesome points, didn't he, lad? Yes, he he actually did. Like, um, I've seen Raving Legion talk about it here, there, and everywhere about this update. And the more questions and the more you talk about it, the more stuff like comes out. And it's like you know, it's it's it, at this point, it's like the whole Hannah situation. It's a fucking running joke, and every single time someone mentions that name, I get flashbacks. Right? I hate it, but. The, the whole with what 1.14 is introducing, even even if it is intended to just be simply a gameplay feature, the, the, the fact is that the community are coming together to create all these theories, all these stories and everything like that to try and piece everything together to make it all make sense is really cool. And from the little snippets I've seen from this post, you know, there's a lot of questions here that are needn't be answered and maybe daisy um with scotty and that being at the helm apparently for this whole thing by the way you're a twat um <laughs> just want to say like it's all really cool it is really 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 nice and it's not just the pc players it's console players which is even better like it's everybody from those communities coming together to even to try and figure this stuff out and it's it's just so fucking cool even though it breaks my goddamn brain. And it breaks a lot of people's brain. But I, it's also reignited. I've gone quiet on it. Really it, it. It was consuming me. Um, and <laughs> I, we need more hints. Scotty, if you're watching, we, we need something. We, you need to throw us a freaking bone, man. We've exhausted pretty much. You know, Marks, you and fucking the lad and Dancer Jesus were just going insane with this, along with Archie as well. Um, mm -hmm. it was, it, yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait for more info to come out. I really I can't. Think, I think the Hannah thing will have a reference in the trailer. I, 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 I would assume it's a movie quote of some sort. Mm. Um, that'll be it. It's just something teasing in the trailer. I don't think it's going to be anything more than that, personally, but... I'm going to fucking laugh, because what was it? When we were trying to go through everything, it turns out that Hannah, are you was based on a ship, wasn't it? And the ship that's in the game is based on the real-life ship, so that we found. So I'd be surprised if the ship at Riffy is actually called Hannah. Hmm. Which Probably would is, yeah. piss me the fuck off, because it's like, it's been under our nose into this whole goddamn fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> and it could be get up high on the ship, because if you get to the very top level of the ship, you're um, out of the gas cloud. Uh, so. Yes. <laughs> Who knows? What, what, what impresses me, though, is how much work they put into this. 
It's not an easy thing. It's not a, you know, they, they hacked it up over lunch or something like that and people cracked it within, you know, five minutes of looking at it. Um, yeah. it it's been so much in depth. It's been awesome, absolutely awesome. They've, they've really done well. But we've, we've had a bit more time to sink our teeth into 1.14 now. Um, Demon Forge, yes. what do you think about uh, the toxic gas? Awesome. I, I was looking at it. I've already tried to see what I might be able to do with it modding wise. Um, definitely um, have to look into it a lot more. Um, I, I've raced through all the code and the code changes that they put into it and kind of how they're working. And I think it's really cool to see um, them adding something. Like, again, I understand like this is something that's been modded for ages, but it's nice to see that they're adding stuff that modders have done. Like, they're kind of like growing from the game and they're doing these things better than what we could ever do. Um, my opinion. Um, and it's, it's fun to see. And even if a server doesn't use the vanilla toxic zones, um, mm -hmm. seems very easy for modders to maybe even take advantage of it for their different styles of toxic zone. So I'd love to see the mods that exist like toxic zones and stuff like that, instead of, you know, going back and re-stepping and redoing their code to maybe, improve on this talk existing toxic zone mod uh this new toxic zone portion um yeah. i had a lot of fun i was playing around with experimental for a while having a lot of fun just kind of going through and you know checking everything out um you know i had it on my own little local test server so i was just yeah, teleporting yeah. around taking exploring things and mm -hmm. it was kind of nice to see and it was, it was cool um i'm really excited to see the toxic zones and i'm excited to see servers use it because i know a lot of servers who were interested in using toxic zones but never added them because <clears throat> of performance or xyz so i'm hoping that with vanilla doing it there won't be those same issues right so the the bigger pvp servers will be able to take advantage of this stuff um and i think it'll be really interesting to see yeah it's it's with what 114 is adding not only with the toxic zones but also with actually implementing the gas masks as intended it definitely leaves modders more choice into what kind of items that they want to make. Like I, I've been saying for a while, um, depending on how the experimental patch goes, I want to create like a like a, a vanilla to vanilla toxic zone plus mod, where it's like a bunch of like quality um, additions to it. So it's like you can refill um, the 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 filters with charcoal tablets as you originally intended to do stuff like that and create different kind of filters so you can get like the the normal vanilla one which is like you know the eight minutes you know when you're in but you can get other better filters which last longer different mbc suits in fact i had um a good friend of mine in the modern community who found an old armor 3 mod that's the license is like fully open like you can do whatever the hell you want with it across any platform so he sent me all these files and he was like there you go. If you want to have fun with that and do all this kind of stuff, go for it. And I'm like, fuck, I only wanted to do like quality insurances and shit like that. I didn't want to make this stuff. <laughs> but it's, but yeah, the, the potential I... for it is is absolutely <clears throat> fantastic. What do you guys think about the frequency of the events? So I did a poll. We all know how much I love my polls. Um, but um, the majority of people said good as is. But a surprising mm -hmm. amount of people said need to be rarer. Very yeah, few said get rid of them, um, and very few said we need more. So the majority was good as is or need to be rarer. I 
like them. I had a patch yeah. when on the first time I ran marks where, you know, I think those who were watching me, I ran into three towns in a row. Uh, but then mm-hmm. today, um, in the time I was on, I didn't see a single toxic cloud. Um, I heard the artillery. Uh, I finally got to see a chopper crash. Um, but yeah. I like it. It's, it's a good dynamic event. Mm-hmm. It's, it's relatively rare. Um, and I'm starting to see some videos coming up of people that the uh, toxic clouds are impacting. And I don't just mean impacting by landing on you and you've got to run, but in the middle of PvP and stuff like that, it's adding a, a really cool dynamic to the game. What are your thoughts on the frequency, though, Marks? Perfect. The perfect the way they are, I think. Um, it keeps people moving. Like w- me and my brother were w- running down from the north and we were heading towards... Um, Krasno Airfield, and we were running into Gorka, and we, we weren't going to stop in Gorka, we were just going to run through it, but as we got close to Gorka, we could see the cloud, and Gorka had been hit with an artillery attack, and I had the thought that, like, if you were starving of hunger, and you were like, oh, you're on your last bit of food, and you're like, I need to hit Gorka Town to get some food or something like that, because I'm going to be in trouble otherwise, and then it was hit, it's going to have to make you think, and k- yeah. keep you kind of keep your mind thinking of like, okay, right, this plan isn't going to work. I need to have a backup plan here in case this doesn't work. Maybe I need to go hunting for an animal or something like that instead. Mm-hmm. And I really like for that reason. It makes the game a bit harder, um, but not like insanely hard. You know, you just have to kind of think a bit more. Um, and it's good as well for people who, you know, when base building, like when people just base building, they sit in their bases all day. Now they have to kind of move if they don't have the gear and, Oh, this stuff, and it's going to affect base raiding as well. Which you is bring up cooler. a really good point there, mm-hmm. mate. Um, in that um, it's going to affect the gear, like um, Iron Data just said in um, chat um, about stashing your NBC gear. Well, if you're not going to stash it, like you were saying to me earlier, do you carry it on you? Um, mm. And yeah, there's been yep. a bit of chatter, uh, lad, about um, the triple wire grenades um, and that they're a bit yep. OP. But when you consider now. Especially on the servers where you don't have the MVS pouches, you know, where you can carry fucking half the server's uh, um, loot economy on you. Um, when you're playing my more vanilla style of DayZ, lad, you're going to have to be weighing up what you carry on you. Now, they reduce the size yep. of the NBC gear, but it still takes up a fair amount of room, a full set. It, mm-hmm. it does. It does. Yeah. The gas mask I mean, is I've massive. Had- yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, uh, you know, Marks and I, we've had this discussion before where you go with protection, I go with inventory. It's like I was streaming yesterday on yeah. the Malsk and I think it was um We all know what I go for. It was Max yeah. fucking inventory well, baby. <laughs> well, it was funny because I, I was I was just playing on like a, a vanilla Namalsk server, and I know it's different from the 1.14 but i'll get back to it and melbourne was like he was given a shit because i dropped a um the uh the tactical vest with a large inventory and i went with a smash vest instead because i can put the butt pack which means yes. i get more inventory space and he was just like what the fuck are you doing and i'm like that's just i, just, I want my inventory space <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's it's but yeah i'm but going back to 114 it's like you really have to prepare more to go inland, especially when you, um, you know, if you get a good spot, like, I don't know, it's like Electro, for example, you really have to, you have to really be careful about what you're going to do. Like, yeah, sure. You can still have your normal loot and run by going north, hitting the, uh, the, the, the little fucking 
little tiny hospital, like the doc, the clinic. Yeah. Thank you. The clinic. And it's like, yeah, sure. You can keep going on, but the more you go up, the more chances you're going to get hit by that gas cloud. And it's like, I'm really going to have to think more about what I'm going to need to carry what I ha- actually have in terms of food. And you know, when, mod- when, it hits stable and modding comes into play. Like what if somebody creates a mod where it's like um, food and whatnot is contaminated in the cloud area, like in that hundred meter radius, what if like they create a new kind of like function where it's like, okay, shit, right. If I go in after the cloud's gone, this food is going to be contaminated. What am I going to have to do to decontaminate it? If you can, it's like, there's a lot more stuff you really have to think about, and it's definitely creating that survival aspect, which Daisy, I think, is really needed for a They're going to need to um, work, though, I think, uh, Demon, on um, the inventory of items, because at the moment, um, pretty much all you can do is run around as a Johnny Rambo to have max inventory space. Um, yes, you've got the uh, mountain backpacks, but they're 20 slots less than a field backpack. Um, now, mm-hmm. having been military, I've seen military backpacks and I've seen civilian backpacks. And some of the backpacks that backpackers, um, you know, like your holiday backpackers that travel the world um, on mm-hmm. you know, minimal budget, some of those backpacks hold more than fucking military backpacks. They need to give us more options. Otherwise, it's just going to be a bunch of people running around wearing Johnny Rambo. One thing I would like to see is um, an attachment slot on backpacks that you can put mm-hmm. NBC gear into um, that it attaches yes. the items for Demon. Or even the mask. Yeah. Yeah, and I've seen I've, – I don't, I don't think I've seen a mod that does the mask, but I've seen mods for sure that do the NPC suits. Can yeah. I, remember, I don't remember which one it is, but I know – I'm like 99% sure there is definitely a mod out there, there is. that has like the NBC suit like pack. Essentially, it's a little pack that you put your post, yeah. like it has all the slots for all the yeah, NBC so, suit items, yeah, and then so you attach it. Mass, um, in his mini item overhaul, he has an NBC bag which you can put all the NBC clothes uh, into. Probably why and I see it on almost all the servers. Yeah. And that goes <laughs> on the large canvas bag and the survivalist bag. And on the survivalist bag, you can put a gas mask on there as well. So on a uh-huh. modded server, that's probably the best kind of bag you can get. Not hmm. in terms of inventory, but in terms of actually having the the slots available for your NBC stuff. So if you need to quickly switch over, you, you, you're good to go. And I, I love backpacks and items that do that, where yes. you have... You maybe give up a little bit of space, like actual inventory space. I think it's one of those like low key sleeper things that a lot of people don't really think about when they're gearing up. They 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 pick the item with the the most slots. You know, this the ten by ten backpacks on the modded servers that carry a hundred items. But then if you look at some of those like field bags and some of the other like military style bags that they they offer, they have all these attachment slots. Which, if you were to go through all the items in those attachment slots and move them into the bag, you would by far be taking up way more space. And I think that is something that's very useful um, and something I really like to see on servers, especially adding those proxies and things like that, so you can actually <laughs> see the item on the outside yes. of the gear. You know, think about it, like you know, if I was in a, an apocalypse, I would probably wouldn't have and uh, something like that. I needed a mask. I probably wouldn't have it in the bottom of my bag. I'd have it like clipped out to the outside, right? So I could just grab it and put it on right away. Um, yeah. 
you know, so, and I think another thing a lot of modded servers are probably going to start doing is they're going to start adding the, the protection, the contamination protection to standard clothing. I don't, again, mm -hmm. whether people agree with that or to do that or not, but I think it's something that will probably end up having a lot of servers, those people who are really worried. So you'll probably only really need to carry a mask and then you'll have some, yeah. you know, some gear that already gives you some base level protection. So if I remember looking at the code correctly, you can actually set how much protection <laughs> each gear gives you. Yeah. Um, so each they, each piece of gear will have a set contamination resistance. Yeah. Well, Mark, you like talked that. about that in your video about the um, fireman's um, outfit. You'd, you'd expect the fireman's outfit to give you more resi uh, protection than canvas pants and a t-shirt, wouldn't you, Marks? Yeah. So it was Dance Jesus that actually had taught me that oh. that Somrak was, um, I think, went into a, a zone with firefighter protection gear on it. it. It stopped him bleeding as much as if he just went in with like fresh bone clothes on. And uh, I found that quite interesting. So yeah, it gives you a certain bit of protection, but not a crazy amount. Yeah. Well, I can see a good mod no, I mean, uh, lad being um, duct tape, uh, being able to duct tape um, your clothes to give you a... NBC suit. Yeah. You know, uh, maybe if mm. you've got a raincoat on um, and gawker pants mm. um, and use a bit of duct tape on them, um, you know, I, I don't know how hard that would be. Um, but, you know, you, you, you see most of the time when people are working in those protective environments, they're using duct tape uh, around the joins of um, mm. the seals to provide that extra seal. So there's an interesting mod for someone. Yeah, it'd be an awesome little mod, especially if you did it right with adding some textures over it to like yeah. show the duct tape on the edges. Because um, it definitely would provide protection, I think. You know, duct taping a raincoat mm -hmm. to your, you know, duct taping around your boot and duct taping around the waist and, you know, around the gloves and stuff like that. You know, maybe, maybe it's not 100%. Maybe there's a bit of leakage that can happen, or maybe it only works as long as everything is pristine. Like, if, you know, mm -hmm. your suit gets ruined, it becomes less protective against it and stuff like that. That'd be kind of yeah. interesting to see. I think there'd be a great dynamic for servers to provide, you know, especially those more, like, they call them Vanilla Plus servers, the servers that aren't fully vanilla, yes. but, like, try to, like, be as vanilla as they can. Yeah. I think those type of servers could do well with those type of mods where it's realistic to believe that a player could do this and survive, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, and maybe as long as they're not in there for more than X amount of time, you know, they, they come out perfectly fine. I wonder if um, Winstride is already on it. Because, you know, his mods and, his, like, his clothing is absolutely exceptional but you know probably is the best in the community so i wouldn't be surprised if he's trying to do something maybe um but the, like i said before the potential for modding for this new update and considering there's, there's a lot more modding support with a lot of different features coming out not all of it i understand it's still really really fucking cool and i and i cannot wait especially considering nbc has really been like what's what, in 13 before the only use it has is what you don't get wet that's it but the inventory yeah. size really justify using it but now it's like when i was playing with marks and doj and archie and whatnot all of us were wearing mbc mm -hmm. uh, the only thing yeah, that no, were changing that was our shoes yeah the banana yeah. bars <laughs> I think it's so you get spotted very easily. Yeah, yeah. Trust me, I fucking know. I got yeah. shot in the head. <laughs> Same. But, now, um, now, something else but, that's um, been gathering a bit of um, um, attention is the tripwire grenades. 
Yes. Um, some people are calling them a bit OP, but I heard something and I tested it today on stream. So um, I'll put it to full screen so people can see it easier. Um, and sure enough, it works. Okay, so what we are testing is I have been told that if you crouch walk through it, you don't set it off. <laughs> That's that is correct. Uh -huh. <laughs> that is actually fucking cool. One more time for posterity. <laughs> set it off. See, it's little details like that I absolutely love. Now, someone in yeah. chat um, said, oh, that's... Um, Confirmed. Someone clipped that? Um, yeah, not very believable, but I think it's a good mechanic um, because mm -hmm. you can see a tripwire. Um, I know this from yeah. personal experience. You can see them and you can step over them, but Daisy does not have that mechanic to enable you to step over it. But what they've done... Yeah. Um, oh, there you go. You can see the, the comment from Optimal right there on the screen. That's kind of stupid. Um, at first glance, <laughs> yes, it is, because I'm walking through, or I'm crouch walking through a triple wire. But as a game mechanic, I think that is a nice little addition because it enables you, oh, fuck, there's a triple wire there. Well, I can't step over it. Um, you could you could maybe try and run the gauntlet. I should have actually tried it um, um, as part of my test to jump it to see if you could actually physically jump them or whether it auto trips it. Um, but it enables you. Okay, I can. You know, and it slows you down, makes you an easier target if someone is monitoring the uh, tripwire. Um, you got to crouch walk, and you can get through it, or you can lay down and crawl through it. So there you go, yeah. folks. Um, I've shared that one with Wobo. Um, I'd sent it through to him, but um, I have heard that zombies do trigger them. I saw that in a video. Um, mm -hmm. So, yes. Uh, animals, I don't know if animals trigger them. Um, but, I would um, imagine they wouldn't. Uh, so, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go on, man. Go on, bud. Um, so, people are saying that the tripwires are OP and everything like that, but I don't think they're realizing that uh, people have been asking for some type of base defense system yes. with a really, really long time. And now you've gotten it, and now you're calling your base defense system super OP, which just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So, like, it's, you know, it's it's a great system for literally defending your base, because you're going to have to be really, really careful going into them now, because mm -hmm. sometimes, like, a tripwire, when you're raiding the base, you're not going to, one thing you're going to be not concentrating on is where you're walking most of the time, because you're going to be looking at so many different things. Yeah. So it's yeah. going to be... Yeah, it's, it's a great addition. I don't think it's overpowered at all. Um, no. Yeah. It's really it's, it's for, you, for you modders, um, have you checked um, what the persistence is of a tripwire? How long do they last for? And will they be affected by base flags? And I haven't uh, checked. I haven't checked either. Um, see, I'm assuming it's in the types, though. So I can mm. probably just quickly it'll pull probably, it up. Yeah, it'll, it'll most likely be in the types. I'm kind of waiting for stable... Um, when you know when whatever they're gonna plan to do with them if they are um is done then i'm gonna take a look at them to see how they function to see kind of like how i mean i know triggers are already in the game but i want to see exactly how these triggers are done because i want to learn how to do that for other projects but exactly i mean i agree with you max like people's been asking for tripwires and stuff like that for fucking ages ever since mm -hmm. 1.63 and 1.0 came out they've been asking for this feature in and now that they've yeah. got it 
the complaint and it just it just goes to prove it's like damned if you do damned if you don't it's like what well, well, what the fuck do you expect there's a certain level of quality that vanilla uh, is aiming for especially with stuff like this and it's a nice it's a nice little feature that you can just crouch to get over it and it's like you know people i can imagine people saying that that's that's pretty stupid what's the point in doing that you can just avoid the traps and it's like well yeah that's the point but at the same time it's a penalty of your speed you know if you're crouching yeah. around a corner in in like you, you know you're crouching around a corner and you know, you're just, I mean, you've been, you're just camping there. You're just waiting and they come, they come across, they, they crouch, they go through the tripwire. You can still fucking kill them. And it's like, it doesn't really matter. And as a base defense, it's perfect having like a bunch of rings around a base or something like that. Well, maybe just in certain chalk points. And it's like, you can, you can either have a flashbang, you smoke or you grenade and that. And it's if you, if you're wary enough, yeah, sure. You can still avoid it. But a lot of people just run and sprint through forests. Yeah. So that's just more fuel you, really. Yeah. I feel like and it's in like, forests would probably get more players than playing in a house. Because I think less people yeah. look at the ground when they're in a the forest than they would if they're looting through a house. Because you're trying to look for the loot. So you're already, your eyes are kind of already on the ground. I think a lot of experienced players will already know where the loot is and will be looking at those but, places. But where were all these but... people, Demon, when, um, yeah, I, I, I've been going on. I've got a video that's five years old, I think, um, if not more, um, about landmines and how much I fucking hated landmines. And they finally changed landmines. Um, uh, my ego likes to think they changed it based on me harping about how bullshit they were. This simple thing that you can just see, look at, and click arm, um, and it's armed. And then put a jack it over and it trolls someone and kills them instantly now if you full health you don't die from it but where were they when um that was going on at least now you've got to find the wire which is six slots of your inventory which when you're you know cram uh, scrambling to fit in a full nbc suit a gas mask food guns all the rest of it um, you've got to make that conscious decision to actually carry the tripwire on you now. And because they got rid of rope, which I think was a good idea as well, getting rid of the rope has to be a wire. Um, and then craft the, um, the, the tripwire and then attach the grenade to it. There's a lot more involved. Mm. I am 110% yeah. behind uh, tripwires. I think landmines should go to being, um, a heli loot and maybe, um, the toxic zones only, um, so you've really yeah. got to, um, you know, be lucky to find one. Um, but they should be rare as fucking hen's teeth. But tripwires go to fucking town. If you if you're not paying attention to where you are, too bad, so sad. It'll be frustrating, I know. But yeah, exactly. You were wondering where the um, where all the people were years ago. You got to remember the console version wasn't out five years ago, buddy. They yeah, couldn't complain because <laughs> that's that's. Oh. I, I know I harp on about them, but that's the majority of people who are complaining about these tripwires and stuff like this is the console community. And it's mainly people who haven't even gotten a chance to play it yet. Mm. And they're giving out... Because when I teased the artillery, two weeks before the update was even... Experimental was even out, people go, oh, this is the worst update they've ever done. Like, we haven't even seen pictures of it yet and yeah. they're giving out. <laughs> you know, it just... That's yeah. the thing. You just people you are automatically see you'll 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 get those players like ourselves who are really really interested in, in what Daisy has in store for us. I mean, we're shown that when uh, you know release the trailer, and then you'll get those players who are just kind of like you know whatever they don't really care they they don't mind either way, and then you'll get mm. that small segment of 
players who will constantly shit on the team no matter what they do, even if oh. they add in a feature they've been asking for for ages. And it's like, yeah, look, we all we all know it's a, it's 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 a it's a haha funny little meme to shit on the DSE dev team, but don't you think it's a bit fucking tiring now? You know, the, the team yeah, is just... what it was back in, like, what, three years ago? It's probably the new team now. We've got a new lead, like, you know, lead guy, Sumrak, who's leading the game into a brilliant direction. And, you know, we've got Scotty there, who's also helping along with it, and everybody else in the team. The unsung heroes are leading it in a really, really good way. And just to go to prove how much they've actually cared, when the um, official service completely fucking died... Um, when 14 first hit experimental, they were on it straight away. They were already looking mm. straight into it. Yeah. Other companies wouldn't give a shit. Now, something you else know, I want to ask you guys' opinion on um, is how noisy the world is now. Um, I saw a comment. I can't remember who it was from, um, but they were saying about how one thing they don't like now is, you know, it seems like every other five minutes or so, there's a chopper crashing, there's a fucking artillery strike going off, you hear the rounds being fired in the distance, you maybe hear them landing near you. Um, it's kind of ruined the, the silence of Daisy a bit. What do you reckon about that, Marks? I'll be back in a sec. Just going to go to the toilet. Again, I'd have to disagree. I think it's... It's great. Um, the game for years, I think, was too quiet. It wasn't. I know it's it's nice. It's a nice environment, stuff, but you know, it's only so much quietness you can have. Um, yeah. You need that like bit of action. It, it for me, uh, like when we first heard it, when me and you lad played, it was you know we were excited, like we're hearing artillery go off, and it gives <laughs> it a bit of suspense. And when we heard that first heli crash, we, were, we sprinted towards it. Then it just. Fantastic, yeah. I like. I don't think it's it's too bad at all because yeah, it doesn't agree. happen every like ten minutes. It's like the exactly. usually the airstrikes are far away, so you can barely hear them. Like you know, you're only going to hear a heli crash every once in a while. Then, then yeah. again, to be fair, after that restart, you, you, we found another crash. So I mean, <laughs> we didn't hear it though. No, that's very true. We did not hear it. Yeah. Yeah, what, yeah what I, I like the sounds too. I think yeah, mm -hmm. I agree with the. It's too quiet when you're playing. Like it's, you know, you, you go around and like I have friends who essentially sound hoard, right? They they turn their in-game volume all the way up so they can hear the smallest little footstep, right? And yeah. you know, there's you know, you fire a gun beside them, they almost want to kill you because they were they heard it too <laughs> loud now. But um, you know, I think adding these noises and stuff like that will just help kind of add to the ambiance as well as kind of help players mm -hmm. and stuff hide themselves even potentially right like you know you have the crack the noise goes off it might distract from that oh did i hear a footstep oh i heard an explosion mm -hmm. you know maybe it wasn't maybe i didn't hear what i heard or something like that but um yeah. i like the extra noises i like sounds i like added like you know I, that's one thing i loved about namals when they released it is those ambient noises that were there a lot of the times and things like that so like you know, yeah, having more noises in the game was, was nice. Mm -hmm. The other thing I love, uh, lad, is now, like, um, I, I, I don't agree that it's too noisy now. I think it's awesome. Um, it's added yeah. a bit of life to the server. You know, all those ambient sounds, um, trees, and um, especially when I, I was in um, a town um, earlier when I was playing before the podcast, um, and I heard the artillery in the distance. And straight away I was like, is it going to fucking land on me? Oh, my fucking God. Um, it's just, yeah, I, I love hearing that extra noise, something else that gives you a bit of stimulus. It's not just a creaking of a tree, um, or a bird yeah. chirping or something like that. Something that gets you thinking, oh shit. And yeah, okay. Where, where am I going to go? Um, if, if it does land on me. 
Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, you know, I I absolutely loved the pure silence of previous patches. I, I love it. And I'll always say that the ambience of like 0.59 was probably, it's like the most nostalgic sound I could ever hear. And I, I like, I just wish I could fucking actually get a solid recording of that again and just listen to it because it's so good. But with 1.14... It is definitely a nice change of pace to have, you know, the artillery. Yeah, sure, you could hear it in 1.13. And I always love the, the the aura of mystery. It's like, you know, I had a running theory in my mind. It's like, you know, we had the artillery uh, in 1.13. But maybe that wasn't obviously for um, Chinaris itself. Maybe it was for the rest of South Segoria. So maybe the running theory, like the running like kind of story is that they are sweeping across the entirety of South Segoria to cleanse the infection. Uh, and now in 1.14, it's finally hit uh, the Chinaris region, which is why we're getting all the actual artillery aspects of it. But it's not only the sounds that I absolutely love, it's the actual visuals of it. And... I, I mean, I, I talked to you about it, Marks, I'm pretty sure, and I'm pretty sure I talked about it to DOJ, but the actual look of the game is different in this patch. Like, mm. it's, yeah, it's still colourful, it's still vibrant, but there's a certain, there's a set, there's something different about it, and... I can't quite put my finger on it and the overall feel that the game is now leading into with not only the sounds, but the visuals. Heck, even helicopters have been completely fucking redone now in terms yeah. of textures. And it's like, it's so good. And it's bringing, like, it's bringing Daisy out there and it's really enriching the entire experience. And maybe, I mean, this is really a fucking stretch, but maybe when Infusion properly comes out, maybe there's going to be like a back patch or, or back port or port for or whatever for Daisy to take advantage of these features, that would be really fucking cool. Uh, that infusion offers. Maybe the game will get that kind of like how Armor got a visual upgrade, like quite a lot, like quite some time ago. Maybe something similar happened then. But in terms of sounds, I can't complain. I really, no, yeah, really can't no. complain. No, no on no, the no, uh, go on. On the visual thing that you were saying. <laughs> Uh, like with the Russian helicopters that have been redone and everything, I wonder with them hiring like new artists and stuff like that, I don't know if they're just doing, hiring them for promotional material or if they're going to actually hire them to maybe they're going to update some of the buildings. Yeah, I mean, you they've know, done it in the past. Spruce up the game, they're good, they have. So it's like, I wonder, are they going to improve more of the buildings or add new ones in? Or, you know, so many different things they could do now. It'd be great if they did that as well. Yes. I mean, to be fair, I mean they they upgraded the the barn and they upgraded a couple of the house te- uh, housing textures and whatnot to use higher resolution textures because the max uh, resolution set that they can that Daisy supports right now is two K. I mean, it can technically use four K, but there's literally zero benefit apart from looks. But even then, in terms of actual like performance, it's just not good. It's just not good. Yeah. So. I would really, really like to see a more of a graphical overhaul within reason what Daisy can do in future mm-hmm. patches. You know, really update the the old outdated assets to really bring it to life to make Daisy look much more authentic, like it used to back in Alpha, because it had that gritty sound, it had that gritty feeling to it. But now it's not so much, but it's slowly getting back to it. So maybe even the 
even the weapons could be, you know, updates to the base. A lot of them are nice, but they could give more detail and make it look, like you said, more gritty and stuff. Like, make Mm -hmm. make it look like they've been used, even in a pristine condition, you know, that way. I think it'd be kind of cool. I mean, you can. I mean, I will say you can definitely tell that the M16 and the Famas were done much, much later compared to other guns because mm. they've got a certain look to them, a certain glossiness to them compared to yeah. other guns. I, I, I feel I could be just talking at me ass there, but even then, like they look good and the guns look really good. Some of the melee weapons can definitely use a little bit of love um, to get like you know to higher quality, but. I mean, heck, we've already seen that the Daisy devs are serious about really upping their game because the, yeah. the leaked A3 model, um, uh, the the Og model, I should say, um, with being the A3 variant, it looks bloody brilliant. It looks, looks so insane. nice. Yeah. Uh, so, and that's still got that kind of like glossiness effect <clears throat> that the FAMAS and the M16 has. I gotta, I gotta so say though, like, Demon, I, I I want some more civilian weapons, mate. Um, in the vanilla version of the game. I want some more bolties, uh, maybe a DMR or two, but some more lower calibre um, entry-level guns um, with variety. You know, br- bring back the fucking trumpet, for Christ's sakes, even the rack. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think that's one of the things when you're playing vanilla, like, getting a gun is, like, super hard and rare. And I think... A lot of servers try to solve that by, you know, especially modern servers try to solve that by making military guns, right? And they're all accessible everywhere or, you know, super easy to find. And I've never really liked that. I like the, you know, I think more civilian guns would make more sense, especially in the kind of where we are at, right? And Daisy and stuff like that. Like the likelihood of the apocalypse happening, the likelihood of you finding military grade guns, probably next to zero. Well, I should live in the States, but <laughs> if you live anywhere else, you know, you're more likely to get to get more civilian style guns, more variety. You know, I'd love to see, you know, more and even more in like older guns as well, like guns that, you know, maybe a little older style, um, you know, things that people would probably have, you know, it's collector's items or something like that. Um, be kind of interesting to see, um, you know, and more kind of civilian style guns that are available more easily, um, to help new players who get started out, especially for hunting and things like that. Like, you know, if you can't find a gun, you can't really hunt, other than maybe chickens, yes. right? Um, so finding which a can gun now that pick up, really thankfully. Different. Yes, <laughs> yes, that never really made sense before. Um, I'm, I'm kind of sad that they didn't actually put the rabbits in properly too. Mm. They're, they're just they just spawn when the trap gets triggered. Hopefully, they'll they'll add actual rabbits. But um, you know, it, it's it's going to be um, you know, I think yeah, more vanilla or more you know, civilian style guns. Cause I don't even think there's very many mods out there that add civilian guns. There's only a handful that even really do. Most of them add, you know, military yeah. grade guns. And I know Shaytacks and fucking sniper McMillans and God knows what yeah. else. Everything that one hits you, even with like full body armor. Mm-hmm. Um, I never really liked guns that could one shot somebody with a, with full body armor. Again, when you're talking about Daisy, although to be fair, I guess if you got shot by any major gun in the chest, you'd probably die regardless of its caliber. But if you weren't wearing a vest, so I think there's there's some realism that might some people take consideration there. But no, you know, look, I always uh, point to it's a stat that I don't like talking about too much because it is kind of gory and black. 
But um, look at, um, you know, in combat, look at um, how many people get wounded as opposed to how many people actually die. Um, and, yeah. yeah, so, yes, you've got to take into account that this is, you know, a post-apocalyptic world um, and there's no access to critical trauma units and so on. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's not as common as people think. It's not instant, I shot you in the chest, you are going to die instantly. It always makes me laugh when I see people, I shot him in the fucking chest, why isn't he dead? It does, bullets don't work that way, mate. Um, no. no, it's just like, you know, um, for sure, it's the same reason why, you know, if you look at the police officers, they're trained to unload their mag into a person regardless, yeah. right? That's the general standard training because you're not going to drop them by shooting one shot into them, right? You know, I know this is getting a little more controversial, but at the end of the day, there are, you know, people where every time, you know, someone gets shot and they're like, why did you shoot them 10 times? Why not just take one shot at the person? And it's like, because the training is to do unload the entire mag because likely one shot isn't going to kill them. One shot isn't going to stop them in their tracks, right? One shot isn't enough. So, you know, you need to kind of, you know, put everything you can into the person, like, you know, everything you can, you have to unload the gun to actually give your highest chance of, you know, hitting your target, hitting, you know, actually, you know, doing enough damage to stop them in their tracks. Um, and I think, yeah, that's, that's very true. Like, you know, I think, but like, you know, too many guns out there, you know, a shot to the foot kills you because, you know, they put the damage on the bullet to, you know, 10,000, right. And the player's health is only 100. Right. Someone said, what's an example of a civilian weapon that they could add? Uh, my son was telling me about a, a certain type of rifle. I can't remember what it was, um, but it's quite popular in um, Europe and Eastern Europe. And it's um, a double-barrel shotgun that has a rifle um, barrel in the middle of it. Um, I'm not sure if um, this is it, but, um, yeah. Yeah, I just... Even the Lee Enfield, um, the Car 98, um, mm. you know, oh, some, some of the old classic rifles that are um, surplus to the region. Um, you know, the Lamas, great, we've got a gun in there, but, you know, even uh, from the law perspective, um, when you look at armour law, um, there's no real mention of the French being involved. So how is the Lamas there? Um, I would love to see some, yeah, the VZ-58, I know it's not a civilian gun, but like another different AK type that can't take a sight would be kind of cool. You know, as well. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that, just... Laser. Different think, unique I think guns. This is the one. Um, yep, I think this is it. Combination guns. Um, so you've got two uh, barrels of um, shotgun um, and one barrel for, you know, so basically it's like a blaze, um, but without the double round from the uh, 308, um, two barrels of shotgun for up close and one barrel for, um, you know, shooting at a distance or something like that. Yeah, but, but no, the, 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 the Lamas, um, it's great, it's in because it gives us the bullpup. Um, and it's the first um, multi, um, you know, single uh, burst and full auto. But, yeah, I'd love to see some more civilian options in the game. Um, Morty's Got saying there is a weapon mod out there that has most of the ones you guys just mentioned. So there you go. Um, yeah, but it'd be good yeah. to see them come across to vanilla Morty. Um, just, I, I, yeah. I, I would love to see... Um, 
more c civilian uh, kind of. I wouldn't. Well, how would I how would I explain it? I would love to see um, more Russian weapons based on kind of like a Lee Enfield era. I wouldn't mind seeing a shorter Mosin um, that you can get because there was there was the two different versions. You had the really the long one, and then you had the much shorter one, the carbine version, which I used uh, during a World War Two reenactment, and it's so nice to use. Um, I would like, like I said, I like to see a Lee Enfield. I would like to see more of an emphasis on submachine gun for police forces like the rack i would love to get that back again because right now mm. you only have like, yeah. the mp5 the usg and the scorpion. ak-74 and, and and the scorpion yeah but even then it's like uh, look at this one here it's like it's got four bad. barrels oh god jesus <laughs> one here with um three barrels of all different um caliber sizes so yeah yeah it's something to mix it up and um, yeah, a gun, a gun like that would be gold in Daisy. What it takes three types of ammo? Fuck yeah, I'm grabbing that bad boy. Um, yeah, there's a good chance that that weird random ammo that I find is actually going to work in it. I don't know if you could actually do that modding wise, though. I do know more about guns and modding there, but I don't think you can have um, all the ammo types. Only one way to find out. No, I mean, you can allow, have. Like, you can have... You can, uh, uh, I mean, I've never tried it. I've never experimented it with it. Because with, with weapon configs, you can have like a bunch of ammunition types. It's how you can have your tracer and your normal ammunition firing from the same gun or the same magazines kind of thing. But, um, <laughs> fuck's sake, like, yeah, I saw yeah, that. Ike's got me laughing too. <laughs> but, um, but with. I mean, I've never tried to make it so you can fit, say, like I don't know, a um, like a like an M like an M4 shooting 7.62 by 39 and 5.56, even though they're not really comparable, as a test. I know I've never really done that, so it would be interesting if that was possible, but I don't think it is. I think the bigger um, issue then, if you can do multiple ammo types, there might be some scripting you can do then, but um, to make it so. Because the biggest issue would be what ammo gets fired, right? Generally speaking, yep. it's just the first ammo in the top of the mag, right? And that's Daisy kind of does all that for you behind the scenes. We don't really have to do anything to get that working. So to override yeah, that, to force which uh, chamber got fired, it would be the trickier mm. part. Then, you'd, you'd have to look at how the double barrel shotgun or the blaze functions, because they're the only weapons that have like two barrels in one. Um, so you probably have to look into how they function in terms of config and script. Um, I doubt you'd be able to add more than two. Um, but even yeah, and then, if two, you know, even two of different kinds, I don't know if that would even be possible. Um, I mean, you, you can definitely have a slug and a buckshot in one, for example. Um, yeah, but, but do you get to choose yeah, which one you fire? Because you don't get to choose what side of the barrel it, files no, first, right? It's... It's There's an interesting challenge for you, Modest. There's the an interesting left. challenge. See if you can make it happen. Well, you know, the one the like left. someone said in chat, they no, didn't right. even know that um, uh, combination guns were a thing. Um, I'm not sure if I'd ever heard of them before, but my son mentioned it to me yesterday when we were talking about Daisy. Uh, Morty's saying you can do multiple ammo types, so you can do an over-under with Buckshot and 308, for example. There we go. That'd yeah. be so. That'd be something really novel to have. Um, um, you know, it'd be great if they added it to Vanilla Daisy. Um, but yeah, you know, just something 
Um, it'd be nice to have a weapon pack that doesn't add 5 million fucking combat rifles and two uh, <laughs> civilian-style ones, um, something that, you yeah. know, server owners can play with what you find um, along the coast and, you know, the, the Tier 1, Tier 2 areas. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, like weapons weapons like a Tolkarif. That would be really, really nice to mm -hmm. have. It's just another little uh, weapon. Convert it to 9mm, there you go. you got another 9mm um, civilian weapon that will function... Similarly, what about 11. what about a nine millimeter conversion kit on an M4? Because you can get those, or on the or, or on an AUG, and get them as well. Yeah, I mean, you that would turn them into SMGs. But, yeah, I mean, it'd be technically a police force type weapon. Yeah, yeah that could work. Actually, you know, it'd be interesting yeah. to see that type of, especially in vanilla. Uh, more vanilla plus servers where you know guns are hard to come by you know getting a conversion kit like maybe the conversion kits are like you know if you look at a vanilla plus style server maybe there's a trader you can't really buy guns but maybe you can buy the conversion kits or something like that and that'll mm -hmm. make things easier mm -hmm. to find or obtain now moving along um something that got me excited during the week and i got shut down very very quickly um uh, was this <laughs> Oh, yes, the absolute nothingness oh, of Survivor Games. Survivor Games. A man can dream. A man can dream. Um, <laughs> I saw someone um, tweeted me and said, Boydy, why are they still updating Survivor Games? And I was like, what the? They're, they're updating Survivor Games? But I'm still going fucking tinfoil hat here, Marks. Why is PlaySG still on the launcher? It's probably either too difficult for them to remove it from the launcher thing. It probably Buck takes off. too much hassle or too much requirements. Fuck off. Or or they just I know couldn't how easy it is bothers. to add a button. I know how easy it is to add a, a button <laughs> and to remove one. So just, I, I know what, 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 what was your second reason? I was too too busy uh, brooding. I brought my fuck off. Uh, I was like, the other reason they just couldn't be bothered removing it, which is probably a more reasonable option. Now, what were you going to say, Demon? Someone's not bothering her. It's on a to-do list that someone's now got like you know three pages deep into you know and just can't be bothered. Um, a lot of things require a lot of work to remove when you're talking about true software development, true video game development, things like that. So removing a button, yes, you could do it very easy on your own website. I could do it very easily in a mod. Uh, video game developers, yes, they could do it easily, but to actually do it. Um, would have a lot of repercussions in regards to QA testing, you know, making sure it doesn't break anything else. Even though you think it's simple, and it probably is actually simple, the actual policies and procedures and the red tape they have to go through to remove that, you know, <laughs> and it's probably just more or less someone being lazy, right? Someone out there just being like, is this really And they probably have... Lad, lad, yeah, they probably have conspiracy. Fuel well, they conspiracy. Have said in the past, they are going to do it again. They're not going to do so, that. Don't build us up. Yeah, for the last time they'd done it, they said that it didn't go as well as expected because it, it did pretty poorly. But they do they have said that they're going to learn from what they did and they're going to do it again in the future. But obviously when that'll happen, it's another thing entirely. There we go. Ike you know, has confirmed it. Ike has confirmed it. They have entire secret <laughs> development teams committed to it. That's my fucking theory and I'm going with it. There is an entirely secret section of Bohemia Interactive working on Survivor Games. 
But to be I feel fair, like if they like, were going to remove it, no. they would have removed. If they're going to rebat it later as a surprise. I feel like they would have at least removed the button, right? No, no, I'm... and that's why I, I say it's more likely it's just uh, someone's being lazy, um, or maybe it is something yeah. they're working on and they don't know when they'll be able to do it again or if for sure they're going to do it again. So they're just leaving it there because it's easier to leave it there than to remove it. So they're like, yeah, yeah maybe we'll do this one day, you know. I mean, you know, they probably have more important things on that list right now to do than Survivor games. Need to get the game working yeah. properly first before Survivor games come along. So have did any of you here play Survivor games? Yes. Yes. Did any of you notice? I, I played it as well. Did any of you notice in that Survivor games testing that the zombies AI was different? Yes. Yes. They acted so much better and smoother. Than they do in the original game. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't just tripping. So why isn't you'd wonder like? Because I saw that I was like, holy shit, these zombies look a hundred times better than what they do now. They were a massive threat. So I wonder like why hasn't that AI been moved into the standalone version? Because it would make zombies so much more better. Because holy fuck, are they a disaster right now? To to, to be fair, I, th- I, th- I think when it comes down to it, the infected that was in the survivor games, they were also a test for what could potentially come. And then maybe once the, the, the survivor games are actually finished, there was some critical flaw in the background for it, which is why they've never re-implemented it or implemented it at all. In maybe, the actual yeah. base game. I mean, yeah, hey, there's, might... there's certain features in the game in, 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 uh, in survivor games that is never, ever made it to standalone in any shape or form. Which is fair enough. I mean, the whole thing was a very interesting look in what the Daisy Dev team at the time could do. Well, yeah. even though it was just like a different part of the team. But the matter of fact is, it's like, yes, whether whereas they have said they are planning or they 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 may potentially do it again in the future, I don't see it happening anytime soon. There yeah. is probably some logical reason, apart from just pure laziness, um, why they haven't removed the button. I mean, you know, if you look in the actual, you know, the Daisy uh, files without opening up the P drive, you know, you actually just go to Daisy. Before, you would actually have a folder called SG, and that was obviously Survivor Games, and there would be a bunch of stuff in there, but I don't have it now because moved to the new PC. So even though the button is still there, it's... It does, it don't think do it does anything, anything, does it? Yeah. No, it Just a placeholder, but it looks... I'm actually going to check. I, yeah. Um... It might, what it might do, if you press SG, it might just launch up into the main menu. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, just... So I'm pressing... Know. Play SG now. Yep, yeah, it just gives us a um, an application error. That's it. That's all, that's all it does. And it's doing it over and over again. I regret pressing this button. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Damn straight, bud. Damn straight. They're not giving up on my baby. My baby still has legs. Still has legs. One day, one day, Survivor Games will rise and reclaim its former glory. That fucking game reinvented um, events on Twitch. Um, yeah, it was the first game to ever knock League of Legends off the top slot. Um, just, yeah, fucking awesome. I know you're not a fan of it, Marks, but um, I uh, I still have wet dreams about the old Survivor games. I still go back um, and 
um, watch them from time to time. They're just brilliant. Um, and yes, it does, Ike. Everything goes back into the channel. It enables me to do more giveaways. Um, we're going to be doing a Christmas present for the dev team again this year. Um, so ordering merchandise does help the channel. <clears throat> Speaking of which, we have a raffle to draw, folks. So Yes, that we do. Let's see who the winner is. And I'll let you count down me pressing the button there, Demon Forge, being the guest. I'm going to count. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> what, from three? Yep. <laughs> three, two, one, go, I guess. Mellow Waltz Mellow is your winner. Mellow Waltz, are you in chat, buddy? Type something in chat, buddy. You should have received a DM um, from the team. <laughs> I guess best. <laughs> <laughs> Mellow Waltz, are you there, mate? Hey, there we go. Can there you, can you go. confirm that you um, um, received a message from Streamlabs? All you've got to do, mate, is click on the link, fill out the information, um, and you will have a Daisy podcast cap, which I am wearing right now on my big ugly head. <laughs> Sent to you in the mail, mate. Congratulations, buddy. I hope you uh, wear it with pride. Represent. I just wish it was a little bit bigger, but I'm really happy with these um, hats. Um, completely rigged. Yes, it was rigged. It was completely rigged. <laughs> <laughs> so congratulations mate really really happy that's the third one we've given away this week and we're able to do things like that thanks to our generous supporters over at patreon.com forward slash 878survivorfm and our youtube members and just anyone who donates or buys merch or anything like that um, it should be a okay. dm to you via your twitch messages i believe mellow waltz um yeah is what um people have told me it is in the past um so check your whispers um, I believe you will have received a whisper from um, either the 87.8 Survivor FM account or Streamlabs itself. I wish the models on the site were as attractive as Boydie. Oh, fuck yeah. Imagine how much merch you'd sell with this base. Oh, yes. Literally none. <laughs> Michael, thank you so, so much for the super <laughs> chat, mate. Um, you guys doing things like that. You know, it, this, this show is all about giving back as much as we can to the community. Um, oh, Michael. Okay, we'll work something out, Mello. I will follow up on that one. Um, uh, make sure you're in the podcast Discord. Um, but, yeah, that should have um, giveaway history. Michael, thank you very much for the $25 in the Super Chat. Absolutely wonderful. Thank you very much, bud. Much, much appreciated. What does this do? That's just a sign. Uh, I get YouTube. Super Chat is like um, bits uh, for YouTube. Um, but better. No, I don't want to cancel the giveaway. Done. Send me a message in the Discord, buddy, um, and I will follow up um, with them. If you could just... Um, yeah, I don't know why you haven't received the message um, because I, I had no problem with the two I did earlier this week, so that's weird. That's really weird. It might be delayed. It could come true in a, in a, a yeah. couple of yeah. seconds or a few minutes even. So, 
like saying he thinks you're the only live stream he's ever watched on YouTube. But yeah, not really, really happy we got to do that. Uh, Michael, you've been an absolute fucking chad so far today, mate. I really, really appreciate the support. Okay, moving on. Um, Cabello, who's in chat, I saw him before. How cool is some of this artwork? Brian Solar, concept art, illustration, matte painting. Um, the guy who did the um, artwork for um, Livonia actually yeah. has some alternatives, and they're all here on his website. Various different styles of artwork. Mm. I absolutely love, like, you know, the first selection of images. And yeah. Uh, image C. I absolutely love that one. I just, I, I was kind of stunned by it. I'll, I'll share the um, uh, link. It was just, it was just nice to see, uh, you know, not a, not a massive talking point, um, but for, you know, pretty much anyone who's in here, you're all fucking Daisy nerds. Um, you know, something like that. Just nice to see. You know, you can save that, make it your desktop or something like that. It's just, and you know, if you if you're in the market, um, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, you probably need uh, some serious coin. I imagine he seems like quite a high quality artist, uh, but you could probably reach out to him and um, yeah, maybe he's got some other stuff gaming related. So yeah, mm -hmm. if you're in the HD high def metal prints, I know Smoke has a. Um, a metal print sign that um, he sells on his uh, stream as well, doesn't he? I think so. I'm not too sure. I don't really tune in to watch smoke. Yeah. I mean, all, all of this concept art, just it just, um, it's like, I absolutely love to find out more um, about the development process for Daisy. Like, I would love for them to do some kind of like document, well, maybe a documentary, but maybe like a, a post or something where they unveil all their like old, like concept art and their plans and notes and everything yeah. like that to show the actual to, process to do that. We need to get uh, Brian Hicks on, get him to show off all his old yeah, stuff if he actually back in the day. Turns up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking. Honestly, now, I mean that, that I would love to have more people in the dev team to actually come on to to talk to us about that, but I'll be so mm -hmm. nice. I am going to test my new PC thanks to my son. Um, I got some um, uh, lovely new hardware um, for my um, gaming um, P or the streaming PC, um, and I am going to test. Something here. We're going to. Can I say your um, webcam is looking mighty fine, by the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but that's what he got me for um, uh, Christmas. Oh, sorry for Father's Day. Um, oh, fuck's sakes! Alerts everywhere. Yes, I accept. Okay, I want to show you guys something, and this is something I would love to see brought across to um, Vanilla. Um, <laughs> Because I know this is possible on uh, modded service, but um, especially in light of what we were talking about with um, 
Daisy um, uh, and the gas masks and things like that about the slots of what you can hold. Now, I am going to have to um, just do a bit of a play around. Uh, you guys, how can I best do this? Um, you're probably just going to have to either watch the stream um, or watch um, or just listen to me yeah. describe what I'm um, doing here. Um, thankfully, it doesn't look like I need to, to, to do any updates. Uh, no, I was just about to say you can grab the the capture window for the game and resize it to the panel. So I'll know, wait until I get into the like menu and then I can, like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that might be um, better. Because there is an item that they have on um, the Daisy Down Under server um, that I absolutely love. And thankfully, my character um, on the Daisy Down Under server has a few of the variants. We're just waiting nine seconds. Oh, yeah, I'm really pushing it. <laughs> okay. Escape. Starting to see the smoke coming from the PC. It's just a little bit. Options, <laughs> video. Um, windowed. No. Yeah, so in, in OBS or Streamlabs OBS, whatever you use, just uh, unlock the... Um, the actual source for it, um, for the game that you're using, and then just reduce the size of that in OBS instead of the game. Or you can just go to your normal game um, yeah. scene. Just do that, yeah. oh, I might just do that. Just I'll, do just, that. I'll yeah. just drag the uh, display capture over the top of the podcast so you guys can see this. Um, now, what we have is a potato, which has nothing to do with what I want to show you. Have a look at my belt. I also have a water bottle that I can put there. Um, now, there are other items that you can find that you can actually place onto. I don't think you can replace the... Um, no, you can't replace the holster. Um, but... He, uh, Spud has created different items that you can use on that slot. Now, you, I imagine you could add more slots for those who've ever been in the military. Um, what it basically does, it just enables a bit of versatility. Now, someone I saw somewhere said about, wouldn't it be great if you could actually attach the medical pouch that you find, you know, the big bright red medical pouch, to the tactical belts? Um, I think yeah. that would be a great fucking idea. And this is, you know, this item's called a map pouch. Um, I did have another one, which was a smaller one, but it just gives you options as to what you want to carry on your tactical belt to mix it up. You know, so you could maybe have a gas mask holder um, that, you know, I've seen it done before where it can be set so that only certain classes of items are able to be put into that storage item. That would be amazing for Vanilla Daisy, so that you could actually mm -hmm. customise your belt. Um, I know for a fact you can fit more onto a web belt like this. Um, we used to, we, um, you know, they've even got it set up wrong. Um, we used to have, you, you pretty much put nothing for more forward than the um, hips on your character, um, so that when you go to ground, none of the pouches on the front are 
getting crushed underneath you when you went to ground and laid on your guts. But we would have yeah. um, magazine pouches, then we'd have a water bottle, then we'd have a bum pack, more magazine pouches, um, and maybe another water bottle. Um, yeah, we'd carry two water bottles on us. Um, it'd be great if they actually implemented that in the game. Maybe only for the tactical belt. The civilian belt doesn't have that option. But mm -hmm. I just think something like that. I'm going to exit out of it because I'm not sure how my stream is going. Um, but actually, something like honestly, that. Honestly, your stream's been going lovely. Okay, that's good to know. Um, but that would be absolutely fantastic for the game. Um, yeah. Especially now with the need to carry all of this extra um, gear on you. Mm -hmm. um, I just think that would be something amazing. What do you reckon, Demon? Is that doable? Oh, well, obviously, yeah. Like it, It's easy enough to do all these types of different slots. Um, you know, obviously, Vanilla could implement it just the exact same way that modders can. Um, you know, and the biggest issue with slots and stuff like that is conflicts. Um, a lot of mods don't What do you really... mean by, okay, you, you're explaining it, I'll shut up. And let you talk. Yeah, so it's okay. So there's a lot of like so slots aren't really addable dynamically. So when you make a mod to add item slots to an item, you have to add all like all the slots have to be defined in the single mod. So um and I know there are a lot of modders out there who take that into consideration and are very like thoughtful about that. Um not it's not always the case, but nine times out of ten, and if you know you let the person know, they're usually pretty good at like you know taking that into consideration for you and stuff like that. Uh, but essentially, um, so there are ways for modders to work around it, but it does get more complicated the more types of things you try to add slots to, because again, slots are defined static, like like set. They're not like, oh, I want to add three new slots to this item. I can just add three new slots. I have to say, all yeah. right, here's the seven slots. You know, and I've seen mods even forget vanilla slots and all of a sudden that breaks something. Right. And yes, the modders are usually pretty good to go back and fixing it. It just the more and more mods that adjust slots, the more and more complex you're gonna have, the more and more bloat that you might have to have to your mod to accommodate all the other modders, you know, or you have to get a standardized naming structure for all the slots. And I know you know, some modders have talked about, you know, why not just have like a framework or some other master mod that kind of controls all that. But, you know, it gets it gets messy. And again, then who controls that? Who updates it? Who Who's the one who can dictate what slots you can have where and such? Um, so yeah. it, it does get kind of uh, hard to kind of play with and work with. Mm -hmm. um, but it is doable. And, you know, server owners who are creating custom mods for their server, it's a lot easier for them to account for all that, right? Because they can essentially just make a mod that has all the slots that they need. And if they add a new mod, they just update their own mod to be compatible with the other mods that they like, you know, are adding. Um, but yeah, as a modder, it's one of those things that are kind of just kind of annoying to work with. Um, we wish Daisy would add a way to dynamically add slots or things that are kind of dynamically utilize slots. Um, but that just has yet to happen. You add slots or things are kind of dynamically. Yeah, because, you know, when you, I mean, so for, for vanilla stuff, you can't just add in. I mean, technically, yes, you can just add in a slot, but if you want the item to appear, you can't actually do that. So the way that that modder, whoever's done that map pouch, the way they've done it, they have made sure because it uses the water bottle slot that it uses the similar or, <clears throat> or exact positioning of a canteen. Um, yeah. 
to actually go on there. And, you know, the, and there might be some weird placement issues with the medical pouch, for example, um, which is probably why no one has done it properly. Like, yes, sure, it can go on, you can make it go on, but it might be, like, the front of it, instead of facing towards, like, out to like away from your hip like a water bottle does in the game it might actually clip into your body and face forwards or something like that um i faced a very similar issue when i was creating a um the elbow flashlight for my flashlight mod i was using a cam light slot and if you were to have it facing forward and when it's connected it would face towards like the back right of your body um in your hand uh i now know of a different way to go about it but i basically overrode it by creating a strap that goes on the cam light slot and then creating a proxy for that for the for the actual flashlight to appear to face forward so when you have a flashlight in your hand yeah all that kind of shit and it's like there's a there's a lot of different steps that you have to take to make sure that it is compatible overall um but obviously, if you make something completely from scratch, then do what the fuck you want. It's so easy to do. <laughs> yeah, it would definitely be easier to make a brand new um, tactical belt and re-add everything that way instead of having it where you're trying to mod the vanilla mm-hmm. tactical belt. And it is probably, you know, outside of getting a texture and a, you know, a model for a tactical belt, uh, which I think would yeah. be relatively easy to obtain. Um, yeah. like that would be the that'd be the most annoying part of doing it, but then you would have more control about where proxies and different things and go. Um you know, proxies, you know, that's one thing I struggle with personally. I, I really don't yeah. do three D modeling or proxies or any of that stuff. So I know how complicated that can be. I try to I've tried to dabble it in a few times for some mods that I wanted to work on. Um yeah. I usually end up just getting someone to help me with it or do it for me. Um <laughs> you know like to pull in some favors kind of thing yeah. when I need help with that type of stuff. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely is possible. Like if you look at a mod that does that already, the modular vest system mod. Yeah. Um, which is now which, open source. Yeah. Yeah. Which is awesome. Um, I saw that it was now open source and all that stuff. Um, that, that was great uh, to see. Cause I'd like, I like, I'd love to see more mods going open source and more mods looking for, you know, community contributions and stuff like that. Um, I got it on top of Wardock again because he mentioned one time he was going to try to make a way uh, for like GitHub to automatically like publish your mods for you when they're updated and stuff like that. Um, and um, I want to try to hold him to that. I don't know if that will actually come through. Um, I've thought about doing that myself as well because that could be great for the community, mm-hmm. especially for modders who want to step back from the community for a while. Like if I ever wanted yeah. to take like a six month break, you know, it would be really nice to potentially have a way for, you know, other modders to maybe help out and contribute to the code and have it kind of automated, right? Test and do all the standard stuff for the mod and then have it automatically publish, right? And automatically get sent over to a, you know, um, like to the workshop and stuff like that. And I know there are ways to do that uh, with GitHub and stuff like that. Um, I just... I don't have the time in the day to no, do that no. and everything else I want to do. Might want to fix the positioning of the screen, uh, Boydie. <laughs> oh. 
Oh, did I move it? I did. Yes, you did. Sorry, I'm just trying to sort out um, uh, Mellow Waltz's no, um, uh, prize in the background here while you guys are chatting and I'm listening. So keep on chatting no, away. That's all right. Um, so what else? Oh, yeah, so more gear needs to be ruined from shots like it used to be. I mean, yes, I, I definitely think so. I think, like, if you fucking spray and press somebody down, um... You kind of, how would I say, like, you, you spray and pray somebody down, don't expect to get much gear from them. Or at least it's going to be in a really bad state. Um, like, it's, yeah. it's just, you know. I, yeah, so actually someone sent uh, something, I don't know if I, you know, something they wanted or thought about see if it was possible. And I thought this was a really cool idea. I think it would be cancer for a lot of the pvp servers and stuff like that but i think for some survival servers they would love that kind of thing um yeah. and maybe i don't want to give away this person's idea here um it was not my idea that's not something that i thought of um I, math actually came to me with the idea um asking if it was possible so i want to make sure he gets the the credit there but i that's love due. how you guys um, all work together i fucking love that you guys, um, for the most part, um, I know there's some, you know, there's always going to be division somewhere, but you modders, I fucking love how much you all support each other. Yeah, no, and I love that too. Um, but yeah, so the idea pretty much was around the idea of as clothing gets ruined and as, um, you know, items get damaged, you actually start losing slots on them, right? So you start, you know, potentially, you know, little pieces of something we get block a slot you know maybe an attachment would fall off or something like that mm -hmm. you wouldn't be able to hold it if it, depending on the state um adding a bit of randomness to it to make it so like not every single time that something like that happens that you you have this um so i think you know it, it's kind of um like i thought it was a really cool idea and i know i you know, i don't really have the time myself to do it but yeah something like that i think it'd be very useful especially you know it'd be easier for a something like vanilla to take care of that because there's certain aspects of that idea that are would be hard for a modder to kind of obtain around like yeah. what slots are chosen to be um blocked um uh, we have limited capacity to like pick a random slot in someone's inventory we can pick an open slot and get a, the next open slot but then you know if we want to pick a random open slot to say block and then you have to now think more about where your gear is going you know how you're going to position the gear um because another thing too i would love to see like you know some type of mod you know where the the, the backpack space is a little more um realistic right so there's there like, is there know, is like a mod that, you know, that does that um i think that's a jesus yeah it is there's jesus i was going to say that um and he's even if you could get a link for that one lad um because he's got that lovely fucking image of showing what um you can fit into a uh, mountain backpack normal versus what you can um I'd love to see a mod where you can turn off your wife. Oh, my fucking God. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it's it's brilliant, um, his one. It really is fucking hardcore. You are literally looking at every item going, do I want to carry that? Do I uh, need to carry that? And for someone like myself um, who loves uh, being a loot whore, I was really stuck with um, analysing just what I could carry. Um, but I like what you were saying, Demon, about um, um, having 
certain things only able to take certain items. Like, it's always frustrated me. You look at the chest power, or the pouches for a chest plate um, or a plate carrier, um, and people are putting a cooking pot in there. They're not designed to hold a cooking pot. They're designed to hold a magazine. <laughs> I would love to see... I, I, I know some people would hate it, um, but I would love to see, you know, whether it be a mod or, you know, praise the Lord if they ever brought, introduced to vanilla, that you had to utilise items the way they're meant to be, not putting a FAMAS into chest pouches. Well, it's funny you should say that. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Mass has already done that to an extent on Spearhead uh, with, the, with the mod that we worked on. He has, it's, well, he, even in an MMIO, he restricts certain items based on a certain class from going in. It's uh, going in the bag. It's like NBC bag. You literally are only allowed to put NBC clothing in there. The clothing bag, you're only allowed to put clothes in there. In his dresser, you're only allowed to put, you're only allowed to attach clothes. And in the drawers themselves, only clothes can go in there. Uh, and. Well, Come back! <laughs> was was that uh, another being? So I guess if he's not here, we're not actually streaming, are we? I'm back. There we go. There we go. I just shared something I shouldn't have. I hope to God he's fucking um uh, redeemed it. I'm not hearing from Mellow Waltz now. I'm hoping he's redeeming the uh, prize now because I just shared the prize link. Um, but, uh, but as I was saying, yeah, so, um, so yeah, Master's mod, like he, he already does it. The pistol case is only allowed to put uh, ammunition in magazines inside it, uh, stuff like that. <laughs> like, fuck off. So, the, the potential for it to actually for it to happen is there. It's just, um, Master's probably is the best person to talk about. That's to maybe restrict items like I don't know, like the the plate, like the 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 the, the plate pouches, um, to restrict only magazines in there, for example, uh, stuff like that, or the cooking pot where you can only put food in there. Same with the frying pan, or the ammo box, like the you know the big ammo crate box, whatever you want to call it. Um, they are they are there like you can only put ammunition in them like the potential is there it's just it's just a matter of um somebody actually going for it yeah and i know yeah it's very easy to restrict what item goes in a pouch um mm -hmm. where i was thinking more about was around the idea of like you know if you got that big mountain backpack you've got all these little slide pouch side pouches that have like small little pieces of spot you know, I'd love to see, you know, I know you can do it, the, the, the way I would think about doing it as a modder would be to create actual pouches that get added and locked on so you can't remove yeah. them. Uh, because right now you can't really create multiple cargo spaces on a single item. And seeing yeah. more mods do something like that where, you know, because that's what I loved about like those modular vest systems and things like that. And this, you know, those pouches are kind of added in, you can mismatch them and stuff like that. But seeing like something like a vanilla like or a backpack where you can actually use those little side pouches properly yeah. um, and kind of makes you more think about where you're storing things 
outside of just yes. you know yes. one giant pouch, yes. right? You have you know like giant like you have yes you have that one big area that maybe won't be as big, right? Um, so you look at it and you're like, okay, this this pa- this backpack only has like a, a forty by fifty slot in the middle, but you have all these little like you know two by five and two by four slots kind of on the sides of them and you know you know in there, so you could like put little bits of pieces in there. Um, and I think yeah. that would be very useful for a lot of people. You know, I know if you look at like PvP servers, a lot of them. Well, have... well, Marx is our resident PvP player. What what do you think of this, mate? Is it something that you would go, this is fucking annoying? Or is this something that you think would enhance the game? On a PvP server, it wouldn't work. Um, no. At all. Uh, survival? Uh, it, it, it depends, right? Um, I think you get to look at each one. So, like, you, I think the reality would be you probably wouldn't get rid of all the existing backpacks either. It'd be like, you know, do you pick this one backpack with one giant, you know, eight by ten slot, or do you pick the backpack with a, you know, a, uh, you know, a ten by five slot, and then a bunch of, you know, two by fives and two by four slots, you know, and look at that, right? As a as a player, it, it would just provide you with some more options in regards to how you play the game and where you store your gear um but yeah i know what you mean like pvp servers would be a lot harder because you know a lot of times that backpack that giant 10 by 10 backpack is just full of guns right they literally just have four guns in their backpack right i don't think uh many people would like this mod unless you're a hardcore survival type server um, yeah. Spud cracks me. Uh, sorry, otherwise Spud cracks me up. I have a fifty liter backpack IRL. That's basically the mountain backpack, and it can hold like three socks and an MRE. It's nothing like the game at all. Uh, but yeah, I, I get people. And at the end of the day, like Spud saying, marks. Yeah, at the end of the day, is that it's also a game. You don't want to go too realistic to the point where you're mm-hmm. kind of like you're suffering. <laughs> you know, making choices IRL because says you of this. Says you know, you. you want to have your fun at the same time. You know, says you. <laughs> Me, I fucking love shit. I live for shit like this. I was so happy when I discovered hardcore backpacks. Um, that anything you put in your backpack, you can't access in your inventory. That is just one of the best mods and something I think should be in vanilla. Um, just a, a basic little function that provides an entry level to inventory uh, prioritizing. If you don't need it to be on your hotbar, don't put it in your backpack. If you, um, sorry, if you need it to be on your hotbar, don't put it in your backpack. Um, it's one of the best mods out there. It it definitely does depend on the player, and that's why I, I love DayZ, because it, you, you have your vanilla game, which is like the absolute bog standard of what DayZ represents, and then you have all the mod, like the, the, the modding support. Like Marks, like he says, and I, I quite agree with him, with PvP servers, that idea would not work. But for more no. servers that are like going for like a, like a hardcore survivalist aspect... Um, it would work, you know, mm. especially when your players understand the point of what you're trying to do. Like uh, with Spearhead, their players understand that you can't do certain things with certain items, and that's perfectly fine. Whereas if you were to play on uh, Sunnyvale, Trump's Wall, the Hideout, whatever, or even heck, Extacare, um, having that kind of restriction would potentially piss off your players, and that's yeah, kill a server, yeah. That. 
Horses for courses. Horses for courses. But I think hardcore backpacks would make a nice entry level for the game that most people could understand and tolerate because I think everyone's being killed by someone whipping a fucking <laughs> AR out of their um, backpack in seconds faster than you can get it off of your arms. Um, well, well, it's 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 funny you should <clears throat> it's funny you should say that, Boydie. In was one thirteen, they made it so if you have a weapon in your backpack and you pull it out, it doesn't just magically appear in your hands. Mm. It does the animation of the long like of it being on your right shoulder, so it's like the longest animation. I didn't so know that. That's good to know. That's good to know. They've already counted it. Yeah, so don't need to worry about that anymore. But it it can still be a bit of a problem. But even when you put the weapon, what away, about when it's in your pouches, though? What about if it's a UMP and it's in your pouches or a double barrel shotgun? Is I that sort of fast animation? The same process. I believe it's the same process. Okay. Where it, it does the animation, but I will have to double check to see if it does that in one fourteen. So, but yeah, that's. <clears throat> but it's, again, like you know, it all comes down to the player preference and the server preference and what they mm-hmm. want to go for. If you want, if the server wants to go for like that like deathmatch pvp server that's perfectly fine there's a lot of mods out there to cater for that but for servers who want a more survivalist hardcore heck even a casual survivalist experience the modding support for that is also there and in like daisy's a canvas you know you've got like i said you've got your base canvas which is obviously the base game and then you've got everything else that can go into it to make it what you want to be yeah and that's that's the magical thing about it you know like I, yeah. like what two three years ago nobody would have ever thought of like the stuff that damon forge is making um <laughs> for working in DayZ, and you know you wouldn't think that um Keycard mods would be in Daisy. You wouldn't think of like all these like weapon mods or vehicle mods coming into Daisy in the state that they're in, uh, in in the advances. Heck, nobody thought that what Namalsk does with the orbs and the Inlantia and everything like that would be fucking possible, but it is. And you know, the, yeah. the modern community continues to enhance and just bring out the best of the the community. I think, but. Again, yeah, like I, I said, sorry, you were gonna say? Yeah, I was just gonna say, yeah, that's the, my favorite part about DayZ in general right now, and pretty much from before with Arma Two mod. Like DayZ was a mod, right? It was an add-on for Arma, and it was, you know, it, it was expanding what the game could be, and people rethinking everything that you know a game like Arma could be with DayZ. And then DayZ comes out and now, you know, yeah, there's people trying to make DayZ more like Arma was. Um, and that's perfectly fine, in my opinion. It's it's less about Daisy as a game and What's more about the, the fact that Daisy is a platform. Mm-hmm. It's it's more of a platform than it is a game. It's it's to me a lot of times you look at it, it's almost much as a almost like a you know your own little game engine with some some basic features already built in, so you don't have to build them all from scratch, right? The amount of yeah. stuff you can do in Daisy is phenomenal. You know, as long as you have the time and the the effort. To put into it, you, you can pretty much do anything you want with DayZ, really. Um, yes, there are more limitations than if you use something like Unreal Engine to make a game in regards to like what we can do with some of the parts and some of the things that people don't like about it. But that's also what you get for having such a like a, a base platform, right? How many engines mm-hmm. do you start off with a map already there for you, right? How many do you start off with like a hundred, like you know what, like fifty? hundred different buildings available for you just already, you know, and items already there for you to start with, right? So it's kind of a way to for developers to make their own little private games and look at 
you know, the server is like yeah. X decay. They give us like a blank canvas to work with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, that's one thing I love about Daisy and one thing I love about modding for Daisy. You know, and I, you know, I personally am trying to push the boundaries of what we can do with Daisy so we can do more and think further. Um, you know, I'm limited in my abilities, and that's why I do rely on and, you know, work with other modders. You know, I, I'm not a 3D modeler. I can't do textures. I can't. I'm not really that good at importing objects and stuff like that. That's why I work with others to kind of, you know, mm-hmm. help me. Like, Dumgra helps me import all the models for the Raid Alarm mod, right? Uh, also, my basic bomb mod that I did. And, you know, um, I can't, uh, Creep, uh, Crep, Creep, I can't remember how he pronounces his name. It's Crep. Uh, he helped me with my hive ATM and making the ATM model and mm. you know, helped me import all that. So there's 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 modders out there who help out and that's what I love about Daisy too in the community yeah. and the modding community is you know and <clears> I don't <throat> think everyone should do one thing like at real nah, game development. It'd get boring. No one, it'd no. get real fucking boring. That's why so many games die. They're so pigeonholed into one element only. Um but we need to move on and I need to fire up that's marks. Right. Marks is going to get really fucking fired up with this next topic. More <laughs> gear needs to be ruined from shots like it used to be. No. What a fucking stupid, retarded fucking... No. No. It's dumb. It's the stupidest... No, it's stupid. No, it's not. I completely, 100% disagree with you. I think it needs refining, but... If you pump a fucking Sega shotgun, 20-round drum mag, into someone at point-blank range, there should be next to nothing left of their gear, uh, depending, again, on where you shoot them. If you shoot them from the front, um, maybe not so much what's in their backpack, but if you shoot them from behind, you have shredded fucking almost everything on their back and their fucking backpack and all the rest of it. Um, I, I, I think it's... It frustrates me because right now, you know, even if you were to get an AKM with a 75-round drum mag and unload half of that into a player, that's a penetrating round. That's going straight through the body, and that is, you know, unless they've got maybe chest armor on. But I think there is scope for this to work um, as a way of discouraging people from just pure PvP. It's something that could be modded out. Um, that you know for the more p- PvP service, but I temper that with at the same time, Marks. Like when we were talking about it in chat, you and Moonshine were very vocally opposed to it. Moonshine more because he felt that if he feared that his gear would be ruined if someone shot him, he's more inclined to shoot the other person first. My avenue is I think it should reward players who place their shots better, Marks, as opposed to just spray and pray. I don't think so. it it wouldn't work when so you have to think about it in two different ways. Maybe yeah, you could try and reward that on PC because we've been more accurate. You know, we can aim with a mouse, we can be more kind of pinpoint. But if you're on console, you can't you, that it won't work because you can't there is no aim assist or anything with a controller on console. From what I've heard from people saying how bad it is when you get into PvP and console, you can't be accurate. You on no. console it's it's just pure spray and pray so i think if that was like a thing in vanilla where they added where wound gear just gets ruined console players would be marks are you crying actually, are you actually caring murder. about the console community right now is this a change in a your bit, attitude yeah. 
Oh my god! Because you, you, have you to... secretly love them, don't you? You secretly you, you play you play on an Xbox and a PS Five. You just don't want to admit it, do you? <laughs> You've gotten me three million views so far. I'm, I'm, I love them to death. Um, <laughs> but you I have mean, to look at it from that way. Like oh, I didn't even consider that. So that is a good point. Yeah, it, it's just not possible. I think that's why I it mean, was probably removed. Yeah, yeah so it used to be. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it was a prime thing in alpha. Um, you know, stuff like that. You know, if if you would get shot and your like your inventory is full, like a vest is full or your top is full, it would always be the items on the top rows that would get like damaged to ruined and then it would gradually go down. I mean heck, if you get hit by infected nowadays, there is a chance that your gear you know, like you, the stuff in, in your inventory will be ruined or even damaged. So the, the, the potential for it is there. I still agree that it should, um, that gear should get damaged when you get shot. Um, maybe to not, maybe depending on like the kind of item, maybe if it's something like matches or, or something that can be considered fragile, like paper material or pl like a soft plastic material, like a heat pack or shit like that then they should get ruined, but more stubborn stuff. They should get, like, damaged or badly damaged. So even when you kill that player and you you take their loot, you still have to go away to repair what they have. So, yes, sure, you have got gear. You might have got better gear from that person, but you still have to make sure that you are taking care of that gear. You can't expect it to be completely pristine. But, but have, that's, that's have the situation here, right? Say you spot a player and you're desperate for some type of gear that they might have. Say you're trying to find bandages or something. You're not bleeding yet, but you don't have any on you. And there's a risk at any minute of a zombie coming up, hitting you and getting cut. And then you're in trouble. Yeah. Say you're around the middle of nowhere. There's no houses around or anything like this, right? It's just a hypothetical, but just go with it. You try and line up an accurate shot with your Pioneer or your Mosin or whatever. And you miss or you hit him. But he doesn't react or, you know, doesn't injure and He runs off and he, or he runs towards you and starts spraying you. Mm -hmm. You then have to get into an actual gunfight with him where, you, where you're not at that moment in time being more accurate because he's spraying at you. So what are you going to do back? You're going to trust, try and spray at him to just kill him quick so he doesn't shoot you. So say then you kill him after you spray him down or whatever and you go over to his body and like you, like you were saying, lad, where say plastic stuff or rags or stuff like that get damaged very quickly he goes to his body then and say he hits you as well with a round or two and you're bleeding once or twice and you go to his body then and you you desperately need now you desperately desperately need rags and you go to him and all his rags are ruined and all his bandages are ruined his blood blood bags are ruined his saline bags are ruined I mean, it, 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 no point that bank me on salt game. The 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 flaw in that logic is that if you if you if you go into a firefight where somebody's got a fully automatic weapon and you have a Mosin and you're going face to face like literally, no, but like, apart, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> I should have said like you have a Mosin but, where you take that accurate shot, but then you swap to say your other gun, whatever that be. Right. Okay. Hopefully, it have some type of automatic weapon because it's happened to me before. That's where still based on I've the decision into... marks, you made the decision to enter that. You you took a gamble, um, and the gamble didn't pay off. That's consequences. Actions have consequences. Yeah. To me, that yeah. example yeah, doesn't just, sell your argument. Uh, I mean, have, having the the, I, the ruined looters, it, it wouldn't. I again, understand. talking here. Yeah, 
I can understand where you're trying to go for, uh, you know, especially with, you know, taking your play style into consideration. Um, but it's, it's a general kind of like DayZ thing. Like, you know, the game needs more, to me at least, it needs more consequences. It needs more like, yes, sure, I can take this shot. I can be accurate. I can try and get that chest shot or that head shot. I've got him. Fucking great. I've got his stuff. You miss or you hit him and it doesn't kill him. Shit. Right. I need to get, I need to reposition. I need to make sure that if any infected have heard me, I got to get out of the area quickly, sneak away, get into it, like do a wide flank. So you're like cross the staff airfield. You see somebody go to the field hospital and you take a shot at them. You see that it hits them. It ruins their jacket. That's the potential for them to not be able to heal themselves or like saline or bandages. So it's a two-way kind of street. There's something uh, else I, I want uh, to diverging a bit here, but I would love to see it when an item gets ruined that it dumps all the inventory as well. Because at the moment, like I, I had a character where both my pants and my jacket got ruined, um, and I was still carrying everything. The only disadvantage is if you take that item of clothing off, you can't put it back on again. Um, plus you lose that little bit of armour and the heat and all the rest of it. But there's no real penalty for gear being ruined. It still works perfectly okay, Demon. Yeah, and that's what I was saying earlier. I'd like to see, and like with again, Lass's idea in regards to making slots unusable in ruined and damaged clothing to kind of, you know, penalize people, you know, and I'd love to see, like, you know, let's save a vest and it gets ruined. I'd love to see the vest drop off, right, or something like that, or maybe have a chance to drop off as you go, right? The more mm -hmm. ruined an item is, you know, or maybe items can fall out of a ruined backpack, mm -hmm. right? So as you're walking around, it picks a random item from within your backpack and just drops it on the ground because, you know, a ruined backpack probably has some holes in it and you're probably not going to be able to keep everything in there. Um, yeah. that could be a good way to balance like the clothing and such being ruined and you not like, I know once you take it off, you can't put it back on, but I also really don't believe in that either. Honestly, I think it's kind of no. weird that you can leave it on there as long as you want, as long as you don't take it off. Um, you know, and then like, you mm -hmm. know, but eventually, you know, as soon as you take it off, Oh, now this can't even be put on. So I was just wearing this for the last, like, you know, if you're looking at in-game time, I've been wearing this for the last, like, three days in-game. I, I know we're bound no by mechanics, but it's something I'd like to see addressed. Yeah, and there's definitely things modders could do in that end of things. Um, like, you could easily make a mod, well, not easily, but you could make a mod that, like, you know, over time... You know, if an item is ruined, it has a chance to drop items out of it and then, you know, prevent you from maybe even putting items back in those slots that it dropped out of, right? So, you know, maybe it drops an item and then those slots are now unusable, right? Um, you know, and that's why I like to see, like, you know, being able to repair clothing and such like that would be really nice, but, I'd, you know, so then you could repair it and get those slots back, for instance. But if it was ruined, then it's ruined and you can't really use it as much anymore, right? Mm-hmm. If the T-shirt is ruined, the texture should change to show Boydie's face. <laughs> That's what I was laughing at. I, if there's one thing I wish I wish Daisy would do, maybe modders can do it, is depending on the state of, of an item or weapon or whatever, mm -hmm. the actual model changes as well. So say, for example, you have a M4 that's ruined or an AK that's ruined. The barrel is like split apart. The, the gas tube is like cracked open or something like that. Or, you know, just some like more textures. So like the barrel's corroded, like with like the, the fucking suit or whatever from like the gunpowder and shit like that. That would be a nice little detail to have. 
I'd love to be able to. Yeah, do that you you can change hidden selections. It has to be scripted though. So that's mm -hmm. the only thing, and it would get um it's the same way base items and stuff like that work too, right? Different selections, and I've done selections yeah. for different items before. So like you know the barrel could be a selection, and then you can swap out what selections visible based on that. Um, yeah. I'm not sure how well it would work with guns specifically, just because guns are very special in Daisy. I find I, I don't know. I've never really played too much with gun models. I played around mm -hmm. with some other models and stuff like that, but guns are you very uh, special, like you know, very specialized, right? You need to have special like selections already, and you already have mm -hmm. all these different things in them to make them work in the first place. So I'm not sure how that could potentially interfere with all that other stuff going on in the background um, mm -hmm. and all the different views that the guns have with the different like pilot view and all those things. Um, it'd definitely be interesting to try, I think. It'd be kind of cool to like have a gun that's barrel, you know, when you it becomes ruined, the barrel's like starting getting warped or something like that. Um, or, you know, maybe the, you know, handle is kind of got some dense into it instead of just and you know just a texture to make everything look rustier that's generally what yeah. i notice is most stuff when it gets ruined it just looks rusty right that's all that really happens yeah. to it in reality is most likely it wasn't ruined because it was sitting around being rusted it's ruined because someone shot it right so seeing yeah, exactly. better mechanics there would be more interesting to see better you know ruined states that show more damage um i just find the realistic like, and this is probably where we'd probably need you know we can really do as modders but love to see you know spot damage would be kind of cool being able to like specify where that damage was on the item and kind of matching that up uh sadly that's not really <laughs> possible as far as i'm aware uh maybe I there's mean, someone out there who knows but i mean i mean the the this is going off topic i know body and marks i know but like but with the heat with the actual Daisy character, you have different components for like you know your your, your hands, uh, pieces of your arm, pieces of your neck, your head and yeah. stuff. You could probably try and use a similar system to make sure it's like it detects which part of the weapon is actually hit, like a uh, components two six or something like that, which is uh, like the the gas tube of an AK. If that part is hit, then that gun is like say for example instantly ruined, or at least badly damaged because. Um, like the the fucking bullet rips through, so all the gas that would expel out is leaking out. So maybe the the the, the fire rate is extremely lowered, or you know, like I said, it's just completely ruined. Just stuff like that to really look into. I think that would be a really interesting take to go about it. Yeah, I think the only problem with that is it does we take away from the game play access of the 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 game, yeah. and that's where I see some of the issues. As much as I love realism and I love adding realism. Like Mark said, yeah. like it's a, it's a video game at the end of the day, right? If your video game is making you more frustrated than your real life, you're probably not going to be playing a video game. Most people play video games to get relief from real life, right? And yes, there yeah. are people who love that realism, but they're the minority, right? The majority mm -hmm. of players just want to get on, pick up a gun, and shoot it. If it gets hit a few times, sure, it's damaged or ruined. I have to get a new gun, and that's fine for a lot of players. But like, you know, one stray you know, pistol bullet hits my gun and now it's ruined, I'm going to be a little upset and probably not really enjoy the game as much as I would. Um, you know, if it was visual, just like, you know, oh, I have my gun got shot and now I got a little visual mark on the side. It's the same amount of damage as before, but, you know, now there's a mark where I got hit. I think that'd be pretty awesome. I think most players would agree that would be really awesome. It's just, again, mm -hmm. things like that would be, you know, 
uh, it'd be nice to kind of see, but again, also is like, you know, putting selections all over a gun is a lot of work. Like you're, you're talking, you know, like that would be, you know, an insane amount of work. I wouldn't even want to think about how much work that would take <laughs> me, how many hours I'd have to spend on a single weapon to get that type of thing put in place. Um, you know, like, you know, it, it's doable. It's just, is it worth the effort to do it? Yeah. Yes. And no. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a, that's something I temper it with. I know if you know, if they put me in charge of the future direction of Daisy, there'd probably be no one fucking playing it, um, bar a few <laughs> borderline S and M players who just like punishing themselves. Um, that's something I do temper it with. Um, but I like the idea someone said there. Yeah, it'd be good if they had you know uh, um, in the official vanilla um, a hardcore version. Um, and, you know, a few official hardcore servers where they added in some of these more extreme things just to see, you know, if there is a bit of a market for it. Um, for those who want to play a more realistic simulator as opposed to um, a, a, a light sim, more game sort of mechanic. Um, but, yeah, we can only wish, we can only wish. Um, folks, we are getting near the end of it. Now, we have got a new segment that, um, uh, based on some feedback from people, um, you know, we, we do have a bit of an audience um, and it's just slowly growing. Um, so something that, you know, I'm very passionate about is sharing the spotlight on people. You know, we've got our little mini spotlights and all the rest of it. Um, and what I asked a bunch of people to do was to upload uh, some clips that we could share on the um, podcast, um, showcasing themselves on their uh, channels. So give me one second. Let me just open up the first one. This will be fun. So we have got an absolute smorgasbord of stuff to look to watch here. First up, we have Sentinel. Australian driving on a West Coast server. I, I don't know what we're in for here. This could be a once-off. I may get trolled with um, some horrible <laughs> stuff, but um, I like to think that most people act in good faith. So let us play this clip. Let me get it big screen. <laughs> oh dear lord. Oh no, I just learned. You just know he's gonna get used into low earth orbit. This is making me so nervous. <laughs> Where do you get that quicker? You're going too fast, buddy. You're going too fast. Well, I'm going to do it tomorrow, buddy. Can you do it? Cocky now. Oh, he didn't fly off. What's going on? 
<laughs> that suspension, though, that is fucking... Oh, I feel let down, Sentinel. I was waiting to see you get into low Earth orbit or something, or go under the map at least. Um, okay, what else have we got? Um, Derleth, I posted this as a bug a long time ago. Looked hilarious. Uh, the bug was fixed, so it can't be replicated. That fucking speed, though. <laughs> I just noticed that. Yeah, he's flying along. <laughs> Like, dude, that sure is phenomenal. Oh, it fell through the... <laughs> it fell through the ramp. What the heck? Here it comes again. Second time lucky. Remember, we love this game as buggy and broken as it is. How has this infected not had its legs broken yet? <laughs> Only the infected can break their legs that way. <laughs> okay, that's funny. That's funny. See who got recommended there, Mark? See, I watch your videos, mate. I watch them all. Good to hear. Thank you. Um, Roth 2028, lit the fuck up. Oh, God, here we go. Shh, he's coming. Chuckles. I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. He's hurt. Is he doing I don't know, but one of them's hurt. Quiet, Pickle. This is bad, this is bad, this is bad. He's getting closer, man. <laughs> it's commentary. I think there's two. Yeah. Oh. Yes! Oh. <laughs> Puts it into more context. Vega. I've got a Vega. Me and my friends right, got into a firefight, losing oh my god, sniper. are you hit? This was you the hit? end result of no, two hours of hiding points. and taking pod shots. Okay, I get, I get, I get, the, um, I get the excitement now. Holy <laughs> shit! I get the excitement. Um, that was fucking class. What else have we got? We've got any um, Wrath 2028 again. Um, no description on this one. Console, okay. 
it's gonna kill them all if I had to guess. They'll crash or something. Or go to space. It's one or the other. Yeah. I think they're trying to get the other car out. Oh, you were fresh. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I got a fright then! <laughs> oh no, he survived being crushed by that car, he says. Um, oh, Syntax, no one goes to Green Mountain. Oh. Make sure you close the other video. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking kill you with it and not to move it on the tree. <laughs> eh, probably no one here. Uh, yeah, he's fucked. Who he's goes fucked. to Green Mountain? We all know what's gonna Only dumb, dummy, dumb, dumbs go there. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, I saw it, I saw it coming. I mm -hmm. saw it fucking coming. Uh, they probably just got me copyright struck. I'll have to edit the uh, music out of that. But yeah, that, that was good. That was good. I'm actually enjoying this. So far, it's uh, been a bit of a success. Um, I should probably, I, I should probably screen them um, throughout the week or something, just to make sure it's um, safe. But okay, that Geordie yes. gaming guy, um, the Stone Knife prevails. What do you got for us, Geordie? What you should do, buddy, as well is maybe like show five or six a week, so we have more and more every week as yeah. well. Any idea where the Vanguard guys died? I'm maybe in the courtyard like in the middle of town, like right. Um, well, I'm going to ask for uh, people to just upload each week. Yeah. I'm standing at the church and looking at the front doors. That's to yeah. the right. Okay. Like on that road. So what did we get out of that, Hooves? Uh, 3,000 nails, all for us. Wait, 3,000? About 3,000 We got all the box <laughs> nails. There was like 25 plus box nails. Wow. Did <laughs> you get any guns? We got a ton of guns. Okay. Uh, we, we just got lucky. We've all had it happen to us. No, What's your location? Not sure. <laughs> the one I died in? Yeah. He was like, yeah, or something. Oh, he just hit the mother <laughs> load. I'm, there. I'm a thousand meters out. Mm -hmm. we, got, okay, we got a couple of M4s, um, M14, S valves, AK4, M14. What do you say, Oh, 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 you win some, you lose some. Oh, dude, dude, you would be, you would be absolutely. Hey guys, and welcome to another. You would be absolutely shattered by that one. Oh, you, oh my God! From hero to zero, or oh, sorry, from zero to hero to zero again. Um, and Geordie again, um, the congregation sends its regards. What have you got for us, buddy? Someone's by me, right in front of me. The congregation 
sends its regards. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. Ah, <laughs> oh, Stimpy. Oh, for fuck's sake, Stimpy, Stimpy, your thumbnails. <laughs> Please. <laughs> stop making such entertaining videos. <laughs> um, uh, what do we got? Uh, oh, bugger, it's the first week. We'll, we'll watch them. Um, designful. He had martyrdom perk. What the hell? On those sandbags. Yeah, yeah. The house goes. Yeah, he was right there. Nice, that... done. He was in a grenade. That's him. Oh, 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 oh my oh, god! How am I not dead? That? How are you not dead? <laughs> what happened? No, no AK, yeah. no AK. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm kind of low. How are you not uh, dead? I don't. I. I well, no AK. Has, has no AK. Has to have been a bush. No. Is, um... Oh. Oh! Wow. Um, that... I don't know how he didn't die. Got lucky. Zizen said players block explosion damage too. Okay, smoking bro. This one looks interesting. I'm horrible, I know. Oh, yes. I definitely want to watch this. Really, bro? I'm new to the game. You shoot me like this? What the fuck? I'm sorry, man. You look like a guy who just shot at me with a Mosin. Did you I not hear those hear shots? It. I have no bullets. Look, I have no bullets in it. Okay. Plus, I'm new to the game as well, dude. All right, I sorry. You haven't got a, you haven't got a new to the game T-shirt on, mate. I don't fucking know that, do I? <laughs> God. Oh. Fucking welcome to the game, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you get a big thumbs up. Some people. <laughs> you get a big thumbs up. Oh, yes. that's awesome! What a fucking lad! What a that fucking is good. Lad. That I will, I will pay that. I will pay that. When but... difficult is fun. Okay, yeah, this is a video that we were going to watch. Hey, everybody! Very often we. Is there a PU scope on it? On <coughs> no, no, no! I don't think so. You ran to the right. I think I'm running up behind the guy. There's two guys. In the oh my god, dude! <laughs> Is there a PU scope on, the, on his body? The no, amount of times so. I have done right. that is absolutely fucking ridiculous. Oh, God. Ouch. Poor guy. Oh, my God, dude! <laughs> is there a PU scope on that? That's good. That's good. Shut have you all these down. Um, last one. Um... <clears throat> Uh, Roth TTV, small YouTuber. Um, it's another Twitter one. Oh! <gasps> oh!
Okay, that was a pretty good little rooftop battle. That 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 was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, um, I love that. Okay, I I couldn't see chat then. Um, players apparently block explosion damage to Zyson saying Wobo did a video if I remember. Okay, um, I I actually think this is a good idea. Uh, maybe a few too many then. Um, we need to look at a way to do it, but I liked it. It was good seeing um, just, yeah, um, some random videos just to finish on a bit of a positive note. Um, I think my favourite was, um, you're wearing a fucking uh, a new to the player shirt. <laughs> Fuck you guys, some people. Definitely my favourite, definitely my favourite out of those. Um, so I will try to make sure I put links to all of those in the description of the video as well. If you want to go check out those channels, that's why we're doing this. Have a bit of a laugh, um, see Daisy through some other people's eyes, but also to shine the spotlight on as many different uh, content creators as possible. Don't care if you're big, don't care if you're small. Um, we're just going to put them in there. Um, you just have to be the owner of the clip for us to show it. So it needs to be your clip. You can't do someone else's, um, just copyright and all the rest of it. Um, the guy that got capped by a friend is your vote, Pindai. Um, but, yeah, that was awesome. That was really awesome. Um, we have one other spotlight um, this week, and that is on Wellerton. Let me bring him up. <coughs> Wellerton, again. How good is this much. image? I absolutely love his stuff. Yeah, he's, he's put in the bullet leaving the, the, the projectile leaving the barrel, um, add a bit of smoke, blur to the background on that. Man, it, it's like with you modders, um, some people sicken me with how artistic they are, Marks. Yeah, some people are really, really good at it. <laughs> um, I'm going to share a link to it. Um, let me go back. Um, because um, he said he's going to try to do... Uh, a weekly assignment, collect 60 likes, and I throw off the next picture. He's sitting on 37 likes at the moment. So if you do the Twitter, folks, um, head on over there. Give him some um, um, give him some love. Let's get him to the um, 60 uh, likes on that so we can see some more artwork coming out because I just love stuff like that. Um, I'm a Daisy nerd. Of course I'm going to love it. Um, but there it is shared, and I'll try to remember to share that one in the comments of the video as well uh, so we can bump him up. And you know, just a bit of encouragement. A like doesn't cost you anything, folks, um, and it will probably make his fucking day if we can get him to 60. Um, anyone got a community that they want to shout out out of you three? I have none this week. Lad, what about you? Um, well... I started streaming again. Yep. Um, I kind of want to shout myself out. I just I just reached two hundred followers the, yesterday. Good on you, buddy. On, yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> um, but apart from that, I, I there's nothing really. Um, there's the beehive mod. 
Uh, that's just been released, I think. I was... saw that one. That looks very intriguing. Yes. yes, I'm definitely interested to see where that is going to go. I haven't done too much research into it, unfortunately, because I haven't had the time. Um, yeah. But I'm really interested to see where, like, the, what happens with the possibilities of it. It's definitely going to be really interesting. I want to see how in depth it is. Like, is it going to be as in depth as Dumgras? Um, uh, Metal Edge mod, but I love the costume. <laughs> I love the outfit. <laughs> it's really nice. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's I think it's a very interesting mod. Rag Tyson and uh, Luke worked on it. So really, really cool modders. And yeah, I just want to shout them out. So if you if you're trying to play on a server which is like you know really in depth and you want to just try and have like a good casual time, then look for a server with that mod on and. Let them know what you think. Give them bug reports of any. As a modder, it's very important we need bug reports. <laughs> as long as they're actually, you know, proper bug reports. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yes, please. And what about you, <clears throat> Demon Forge? Anything you want to shout out this week? Um, <laughs> I really don't even know right now. Um, yeah, no, I think I, I, I'm, I'm good. I, I was... I, I thought about what I was going to shout out this week, and I was, uh, I was actually going to try to do a self-plug with my Universal API mod. I already got that in already. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I've been having a lot of fun on XTK, um, like last weekend. Or last weekend? Mm-hmm. I guess it was last weekend. Yeah. Uh, when yeah, they had the beta and stuff like that. Um, so maybe I'll shout you guys out. It was really a lot of fun. I had a, had a blast going through. Um you know, took yeah, me a little while sure. to find out how to escape um, the or get out of the zone. Um, yeah, that helped me out just, there. <laughs> yes, trust me. There's a but, lot more coming, and if you want to help out, the the position's always there. Okay. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I want to uh, quickly just show everyone because um, we had a few people mention it. Um, but um, a great way that you can support the store, um, sorry, the show, is our uh, merch store. Um, we've got a number of different items there, including the um, cap that I'm wearing right now, um, the mug that I have my copy from every bloody podcast, and, yeah, um, the mouse pad, um, I ordered one of them um, just to see what it looks like. They're small ones like you would have on a work computer or something like that, so definitely not gamer mouse pads. Um, but we've got a few things on there, so definitely check it out um, if you're interested. I saw um, Ike purchased the uh, white T-shirt before. Um, his message um, was, let me just bring it up again, I'll look sexy as fuck wearing nothing but my Daisy podcast T-shirt. Prove it. <laughs> Prove it, motherfucker. Prove it. <laughs> Love that. But, yeah, um, there's a link to the store, folks, if you want to grab something. Um, I think we make about $4 on most of the items in there. So, yeah, it'll all go back into the show in one way, shape, or form and giveaways and our Patreon um, and all the rest of it. So, yeah. Um, Demon Forge, thank you so, so much for coming along today, mate. It's been a a damn good podcast. I think we're hitting close to four hours this week. Um, I'm surprised Mark hasn't fallen asleep on us yet. I'm, I'm at the verge. I'm at the verge. <laughs> yeah. But no, a damn good podcast. Lad, Mark, uh, thank you so, so much for being here again, as always. Um, yep. Like saying when he shares the photo, just remember it's chilly in here. 
<laughs> that's awesome absolutely awesome um thank you all so so much um i had a i had a great morning um i was quite hyped about this week 1.14 is just going from strength to strength as is daisy um and you know there's not many games that can you know still be in the <clears throat> Still be in the top 50 of concurrent players worldwide, I think it is, um, eight years after it was released. Um, longer if you count the mod. Um, so, you know, hey. Yeah. Get your friends yeah. back onto it. There's a lot of people out there who haven't played DayZ in a long, long time. Um, try and talk them back into giving it a shot. Um, find out what sort of server they enjoy. Get them on. Who knows? But, yeah, good things are coming. Good things are coming. And... Give us more fucking hints as well, Scotty. Fuck Hannah. Yes. Fuck Hannah. Fucking bitch. All the best, everyone. Mellow Waltz, you enjoy your hat that you won today, mate. Uh, Michael, Redshift, um, Ike, everyone else who um, supported or donated during the show, thank you so, so much. We will see you next week. Next week's guest, ladies and gentlemen, is... Let me go through to my prospective guest list. <clears throat> Foxtrot. We've got a Foxtrot coming on. Hey. Nice. Yeah. Nice Looking forward to that one as well. Um, and also, if you are interested, Saturday the 25th of September, players episode, so you don't need to be a content creator, um, a big name or anything like that to be on this show. Um, we took the feedback on board, Marks, um, that, you know, it's good to get just some regular players on. So if you are interested, mm -hmm. join the Discord <clears throat> Register your interest first in Best Dressed. Um, Patreons obviously get preference um, and members on the YouTube channel, um, and we can get you on the show just to talk about Daisy because we want to hear from you as well, your opinions, because um, we talk about it. You know, we're modders, we're uh, content creators, we're fanboys of the game. It's good to hear from the average Joe every now and then as well, isn't it, Marks? Yeah, definitely is, yeah. Sure. Okay. All the best, everyone, and we will see you next week. Um, Mark, so you said you're streaming Experimental tomorrow? Yeah, I'll be live at Experimental probably, well, definitely tomorrow and probably <clears throat> more days during the week as so. well. Excellent. And what about you, um, lad? I might. Depends um, when I go to sleep tonight and when I wake up tomorrow. But we'll What's see. your channel again, mate? I think everyone knows Mark. What's yours again? Twitch uh, TV forward slash? That lad. That lad. Yes. I see a doggy. I see along. Hey. What's the dog's name again? Cloud. <laughs> no worries. Cloud. Well, folks, all the best, and we will see you all next week. Demon Forge, thanks once again for coming on, buddy. Very excited with your API you. mod and your rating mod, mate. You're doing stuff um, that is opening the game up in a lot of different and exciting ways for people. So check out his workshop link, and everything will be in the description, as well as I will put a link to his PayPal. If you want to slip him a fiver so he can buy himself a beer or a coffee or whatever, it helps justify to the missus why he spends so much time at his computer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So much for having me on the podcast it was great you're welcome mate all the best and we'll see you all next week say bye bye everyone see you later bye. and ciao for now